I was pretty much built to be big. Like, my boobs were big. My back was big. Like, I was just, like... I would wake up in the morning. My whole left side would be on fire. Like, I was having a heart attack. It would be arm, leg, especially the heart. I would, like, wake up wincing in pain. What's up, guys? It's Large Baj. I was, like, pretty much 35 minutes away. I was smoking my last joint before I was about to go do it. The main thing that I got was the boob scoop, bro, because I had some crazy ass boobs. Like I had some fucking dope on honkaroos, and I hated that shit, dude. Literally fucking this shit all day. Because, like in my fucking, I was like, bro, my original like the big weight loss was 115. There's somebody that fucking loves you. You don't know it, but there's somebody out there that truly depends on you being alive. Like, the reason I started losing weight, doing all the stuff, is like two days after I took that picture, he passed away. I think I think we're gonna have to try to do the Q and A like halfway through instead. Bet, because <laughs> you got a lot of questions, dude. dude. I'm so hyped. You got a lot of questions. Oh shit, <laughs> that's crazy. That's got me excited, bro. All right, <clears throat> let's fucking just do this. Let's do it. Ooh. Wait till you hear how sexy you sound. Oh, I know, bro. I was listening to myself talking this already. I oh my like, god. Damn, bro, right? the sound system. Man. You sound so much I sound so much better on this than I sound in person. I know it. I know it. I mean these fucking mics, bro. How much you wait, what kind? Um Ooh. Bro, I've been using a blue snowball for literally like a blue six snowball. Years. <laughs> I've been the same one for six years. <laughs> Those are classics. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's mm. like literally whenever I bought it, it was like what forty nine dollars? One of the most reliable mics I've ever had in my life. See, that's how you know that you're like an OG creator, though. You I was trying to do I was Twitch streaming like, what was it? When I was like 14, 15, like content was everything that I wanted to do when I was a kid. Yeah, I it watched, was for me, too. Because I watched these influencers like and I watched their lifestyle. Like Jess or the laser was like one of my first YouTubers that I watched. Van Oss, all those people. And I was like, bro, to like live that and just like have people. Just for the laser? With, hmm? Who, who he lives out in LA. He was like, he's like one of the first basketball YouTubers that like really made it like him. Oh, okay. All those people. Cause I was super enveloped in basketball. I see. I see. That's why I don't know it. I'm too short. So I never <laughs> fucking followed basketball, dude. It, uh, hurt my, hurt my self-esteem too much. I thought I was going to go to the NBA. Really? Bro. I fucking literally, when I was a little kid, I had this like LeBron James video that I would watch on YouTube and it had like loop fiasco. The show goes on in the background and I would watch it before I go hoop. And I was like, this is going to be the future for me. Damn, <laughs> bro. I like, I'm tell, like, that's why today, like we played against Polo and we fucking beat him. And then I was hooping my heart out, bro. Cause it was Damn. like, that's Polo G. I was like, I got to fucking actually get this shit going. Wow. That was so surreal, bro. Like that's what happens. Like four months ago, bro, I was not talking to and not meeting people like you, people like fucking Jay Cutler. And then you realize like everyone's just a human being. It's yeah. kind of nuts. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's just a human being, mm -hmm. except some of them suck balls. A lot of people just do. kidding though. Most people, most of them ended up being fucking amazing, mm -hmm. which is like the last thing I expected. Bro, especially from the fitness niche, because you like, especially with like how you kind of perceive it from the outside before I was like really doing this. You're like, these are all fucking narcissistic, egotistical motherfuckers. And then you yeah. start working out and you start doing it for yourself. And you're like, damn, bro, I understand now. Like the progress pictures that I have, I have like basically like fat propaganda for like six years straight of just like all the pictures of me like fucking up really doing well fucking it back up again like everything mm. so it's scary like i'm telling you bro like my snapchat scares me into like not being fat anymore <laughs> I, look, I look at it <laughs> that's like, how it works man that's okay you know what 
I'm, I'm literally going to go on a rant now that you said that, but I don't <laughs> want to because I haven't even done the intro yet. So <clears throat> we're going to intro this podcast. Oh. Yeah. That was sick <laughs> What's as up? Fuck. Oh, yeah. That was sick as fuck. What's, What's going on? up, homies? So ah. today we're with a special guest that I've been wanting to speak to for a minute. Baj and I have actually known each other for a, uh, a little while now, but we've never really gotten down to like truly sit down and just talk. And um, I know that you've been through a lot of experiences that I feel very, very familiar with. So that's kind of really what I wanted to do today and why I really wanted to bring Baj on today is because he and I have been through a totally similar journey. And we both grew up extremely overweight. And in my opinion, I think we created some really great and beautiful new lives for ourselves through and when I see yours, like a fucking epic transformation. Thank you, man. Yeah. Your transformation is crazy. I have so many people that tell me they're like, there's no way you were that fat motherfucker. They're like, you're lying on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you look like you were just wearing a suit. Dude, they had like, it's they're crazy. like, where's the twin at? And I'm like, that shit was me, bro. Like I was a lesbian looking motherfucker. Like it went from people calling me young lean to <laughs> Bella Thorne. Like it was like that drastic of a change. <laughs> it's weird to look at it too, because like, again, I never really like, understood the fact that i was losing the weight because when you're in that process in that moment like it's way harder to actually see the progress happening yeah once you get out of it though and i have like all those progress pictures to look back on it's like dude i really was like that fucking big and it's like the fact that you let yourself get to that moment is truly disheartening because it's like i gave up on myself in a sense mm -hmm. i didn't even have the willpower to like take care of myself i would wake up in the morning i don't know if you ever experienced this but i would wake up in the morning my whole left side would be on fire. Like I was having a heart attack. It would be arm, leg, especially the heart. I would like wake up wincing in pain. It was great because my binge eating From disorder what? was like all at night. So basically I wouldn't eat throughout the day. I would be chilling. It was mainly stemmed like, from... Like when you were overweight. Yeah, mainly stemmed <clears throat> from me. I originally had a weight loss transformation in eighth grade. I lost like 50 pounds. I think I went from 205 to 155 or 150. I was doing it for wrestling and everything. I really wanted to get in shape. And my dad was like, do this keto diet. All right, I'll do keto. And it fucked me up forever, bro. Like literally, because then all throughout high school, it was like, I need to do keto to lose weight. Wait, so backtrack a little bit. So how much weight did you lose? Um, in total, my original, like the big weight loss was 115. It was 110 originally. Yeah, originally. And then whenever crazy. I did my show, it was 115. That's fucking crazy. Wait, when you did your show, did you like go back up to, you didn't actually go back to like your original. No. So I bulked last year to uh 200 pounds and then cut down from 200 to 157. So in total, like 270 was my absolute peak. And then now 157 has been my lowest, but like the original wow. like, where I was trying to lose the weight was 110. You said 270 was your peak and then 157 was your lowest. Mm -hmm. And 157 was in July of this year. Wow. That's insane. What so, about you? I never so really like, like 113 pounds. Yeah. I never got to like see your story firsthand. Well, <coughs> this podcast is about you, bro. Oh, I know but, that. <laughs> I know that. But I, what was your peak weight? Um, my peak weight was, I think my peak weight was maybe, I think it was um, like 180, like 185 or something. How old were you? But this is when I was like 10, 11 11 oh. 12 years old yeah 11 years old or something like that so Holy so shit, I, was a, I was a fucking fat preteen <laughs> like for me it kind of like gradually got to that because i was like athletic as a kid 
I wasn't really like not doing shit. Like my friends, whenever we would hang out, it was always basketball, football. Like you were going to do something after school. It wasn't mm. just like me sitting around. The like one time where it got really bad it was quarantine. And I feel that for a lot of people. Everyone will tell me they're like, yeah, during quarantine, I was not doing shit. Like all I did was play Modern Warfare and get fucked up. I was taking cart jeebs. I don't know if you know the cart, like the cart and then pull the jeep shit. I was a fucking loser, bro. <laughs> like straight like in my room, sitting there like pulling the bottle up and I'm like, yo, where we fucking talking shit on kids on fucking modern warfare with my <laughs> six man all night and then i would go in the garage and bench press like that was all i would do jesus wait so when was the um when was like your biggest your highest peak weight so 270 i hit that july 20th of 2020 and i took a picture on snapchat and it was like i think i put the weight how old were you i was 17 so i put that picture on Holy snapchat shit. and it was just like a picture like i was holding the camera out here and i took that shit and it was just like day one and then two days later is whenever my brother passed away because I had no plans. Wait, what? Yeah, that's like the whole story with everything. Like the reason I started losing weight, doing all the stuff is like two days after I took that picture, he passed away. And I was like, oh shit. Like, what am I going to do now? Because I based like my personality, who I was as a person, all off him. So finding myself, like learning how to become a different person after 17 years of like emulating him, I kind of, you know, brotherly shit. I hated him and everything. We would like switch back and forth houses. But after I lost him, I was just like, where the fuck am I going, bro? Like, what am I going to do with my life now? Like I was just following forever and it made me realize that I was following. Mm. So after that, um, I took my whole senior year and just pretty much like went through the motions. I was like, told everyone I was good. I was fine. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to talk to anybody. And eventually it got to the point where it was like, I didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't have anything to say. And I was scared. I was like, I feel all these emotions and now I have no one to go to because everyone thinks I'm fine. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? So after football season, I was like one of the flag runners. I never had like a problem with like socializing in school. Like I was like the funny fat kid, everything that fucking fat people want to be. If you're like the weird fat dude, you're like, I got to fucking figure out this personality shit. If people are going to like me, I gotta figure out this person. <laughs> like I was like, I, I was like, let me steal some of my brother's jokes. So people think that I'm funny. And he kind of set me up too. Cause he was popular. So like, you know, the fucking all of the older mm-hmm. kids, whenever I got to high school, were like, yeah, little bro. They call me little chief. Cause he was low chief. They were like, little chief <laughs> walk around school. And then eventually Baj became the shit. But, um, yeah, dude, that whole senior year was literally just like, what the fuck am I going to do with myself? And eventually I made the decision after football season kind of like commenced. We won our state championship that year too. That was pretty sick, but I didn't play football. I was like one of the flag runners. I ran it out and like hyped the kids up and shit. I had mm-hmm. like the megaphone at the games and everything, talking shit to parents and all the students and everything. And then I made the decision. Like I was like, I'm either going to lose this weight or I'm like, it's going like I'm fully committed to like ending my life. And it okay. was, it was a long, just like weird discovering myself phase. Cause whenever I did make that decision, it got almost to that point. I was like pretty much 35 minutes away. I was smoking my last joint before I was about to go do it. And my friend Keaton called me and he kind of like out of nowhere, it was the first person that ever asked me like how I was doing after the fact, because I had the people that told me that they would. And then whenever I told them, I was like, I'm good. They were just, they took that. I was like, Oh, like he's chilling. And Keaton was the first one that was like, what's going on, bro? Like, how are you doing? And I was like, Oh shit, bro. I spilled, I spilled everything to him. I was like, 
I'm on my way. Like, I don't fucking see anything going in my life. I was like, I'm fat as fuck. Like, don't be talking to women. No one finds me attractive. There's really no point in me doing this in my life. Like I'm fucking over this shit. And I told him I was like balling on the phone too. And he told me, he was like, bro, like, just give me a day. Like go to the gym with me tomorrow. We'll have a good day. Like I'll take you out to eat all this other shit. And I was like, fuck it. Like, okay. If you're going to fucking get me some food, like I'm a fat motherfucker. Like, <laughs> let's go, let's go fucking hit the gym. <laughs> fuck it. And I was already, like, at that point I was working out for three years, but I fell out of it because my brother passed away. Like I kind of started going after he passed away, but then I was like, with your mental health being that down and I was so negative on myself, I was like, what the fuck is the point of going to the gym if I feel this way? Like if I'm already giving up, what's the point? I don't know if you ever experienced that, but it was truly just like yeah. emptiness, bro. Like I, mm-hmm. I was so lost and I like the thoughts that I had towards myself. I kind of forgot a lot of senior year because a lot of it was just abusing myself. I was hard on myself. Mm-hmm. I just didn't believe in me. And then eventually like, when he got me in the gym and I had that pump, I was like, oh shit, bro. It's been a minute since I felt this. And then we went the next day, the next day, little did I know he was saving my life. Like I had no idea that that's like the deeper meaning to it. But like every day that he would call me and be like, yo, you want to go tonight and work out, do all that shit. It was just like, I didn't even see it. Cause I was so selfish. I was like, yeah, let's go. But like now I look back on it and I'm like, bro, he was doing that every single day to make sure that I wasn't doing something to myself. And it truly like human beings like that, bro, always ask your friends how they're doing. Always like, even if it's like every week, even every day, bro, I call Tommy, the one that dropped me off here. Like I call him probably like once every other day, like, yo, how you doing? Checking in on him. Cause you never know. People don't talk about shit, especially us as men. There's it's been proven to society or like society has been taught like don't talk if you're a man it's gotten a lot better but like obviously still people struggle with that because they don't want to be vulnerable and they don't want to be seen in that light of like oh this guy's got feelings he's fucking gay like that's what half my comments are now it's just people like telling me that's not manly that's not this but like i think that's what makes us feel very uncomfortable to do so because maybe it's not hard for us maybe many of us if not most of us feel that way inside but i think the standards that are set by society have made it so uncomfortable for us to make those moves Mm -hmm. and that could be for any reason you know and this has happened across a lot of our upbringings you know if you're being raised where your say your dad or your older brothers said you were a pussy for crying or would beat you even harder if you cried that's the last thing you're probably going to do. Bro, the fact that you bring that up is so crazy to me. Because, like, I don't even, like, think about that that much. But, like, that was what was happening. Like, my brother was obviously the older brother. So he was like, you're a fucking pussy, all this other shit. Like, there were so many. And he had really bad anger issues. And he went in and out of, like, he was the same way that I was with, like, my mental health towards senior year. But that was, like, him his whole life. He just struggled with shit. I'm pretty sure he was bipolar. He never got tested. But it was definitely, like, the signs of it. But he would just like on a fucking switch. Like one day I remember slamming his truck door after we were arguing in it and he dropped me off from school and he fucking got out of the truck and he was so much bigger than me. Like he had the strength genetics and I had just the shit fat boobs and fat stomach genetics. That motherfucker <laughs> grabbed me and whoo, throw me against the house. Like I was like out of some movie shit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like you can pick me up and throw my fat ass against the house. And he was like, don't ever slam my fucking truck again. It was like shit like that, bro. He like scared me into like not talking about shit. But then eventually, like, you know, we became friends. Like mm-hmm. we kind of hated each other all throughout life. And then like right before he passed away, we kind of like became really good friends. 
Oh, fuck. And it was like, I live for that moment because it's like the shit that I remember. You don't remember the negatives with something like that after you lose someone. No. Like those moments where he would like come into my room and have a new fucking vape every single time and be like, yo, hand that shit to me because he was selling too. Like he was, I'm honestly like, it kind of is fucked up to say, but like it's a blessing that he did pass away because he was not going the right way. Like he had a court date whenever he was getting back from the beach where he passed away right before that. And it was for like, I think he even got convicted. It was like five to 10 years or something. And he's only 18 months old. Oh my me. God. Cause he got like, he got caught with the selling shit. So it was like, you know, he wasn't really going down the right path and it was kind of fucked up for me. Just like, you know, I was so blind to that too, because back then it was like me, why God, like, why the fuck did you take that? And I became like, I kind of got rid of religion after my life after that too. Cause it was just like, why me? Why is this happening to me? And eventually I lost the weight. The account started picking up. I found myself. I got to like truly understand who I was as a human being. And now like life is beautiful. Like I'm here with you right now. I think everything is for a reason. Like there's a reason that we're sitting here talking right now. And if he wouldn't have passed away, I truly believe like I wouldn't have lost the weight. I probably would have gone to college, kept following, probably still kept trying to be him. Like it truly like little things like that changed the, tra- the whole trajectory of your life. Cause I had no plans of losing weight before he passed away. I was fine. Like I still had like the mental struggle. Like I looked at myself and I was like, Ugh, like you're fucking fat. But like I was funny and I was on the summit squad. Like I was like doing shit. Mm. There was nothing wrong with it. And then I was like, friends are going to college. I fucking love beer, man. Shit. Let me go to college too and start drinking yeah. with them and shit. And then after that, like it really made me grow up. I kind of just was like, damn, bro. Like you can really lose someone that fast and they become a memory. And you like, especially when time keeps moving, mm-hmm. they almost become like a distant memory. Like I've forgotten so much shit about him. Like I kind of forgot how his voice sounds, what he looks like, especially like, I don't know how, because I've heard that you're experienced with your friend too. And I don't know if you ever got to see him after he passed, but kind of fucked up the whole perception for me. Like, once I saw him in that casket, I was like, that's not him. It was really fucked up. Uh, I I wasn't able to see him after he passed because he was an organ donor. Um, and they, his family... So, my friends and I were there by his side as he was at the hospital and they were, he was on life support and his um his family and us were fighting for his decision to live and um we were just we were really really trying to press that we know who Ryan is now we know who he is in today and he would fight for his life and um his family disagreed and they, uh, they wanted to pull the plug. <clears throat> his, his whole entire life, he never really had any money or anything actually whatsoever. Um, both his parents were dead. His mom was, um, shot and he was in the house. So he had to run down and he found his mom killed. Um, uh, and his dad committed suicide while he was a teenager. So he had to take care of his siblings. Um, so literally his family is just basically his, siblings and um 
I don't even remember who else was there. I think it was like an aunt or something, but <clears throat> I don't want to say anything bad about his family, but basically I didn't get a chance to, but what we did see was we were there by his side while he was suffering. And I, the last memory I have of him is, um, he became conscious at one point. He wasn't able to speak and they said that he had some brain damage. So it wasn't easy to tell how coherent he was, but, um, I just remember Dion like going to him and being like, Hey man, like, um, like blink once if like you love us, if you know that we love you and he blinked and then, um, he goes like blink if you, if you want to live and, and then we ended the second and then he blinked and I, we, um, I just, uh, I just, from, from my experience with him, even though I didn't get to see him in that casket, I like my whole perspective, honestly, on how I should be living my life changed because growing up, like, I'm not sure if you experienced this and I think you did. Uh, it sounds like we experienced something very similar, but growing up, I had this very kind of like, you could consider a red pill type of ideology where I just believe that everything fucking sucked. Everyone was just out for themselves. Um, and I was the NPC kid. I was like, no, I was like, there's no way that all these people are real. Like fucking no way. I was always like that. I joked around like these people are fucking NPCs. And then once that happened, I was like, bro, I, I wonder how many people have gone through this. I wonder what, like, cause you realize you're not alone, especially when you start talking about it and you realize other people have shared the same experiences that are too afraid to like, become vulnerable with that situation and they finally open up it's like dude we all have like lived such similar fucking lives in a sense like i was yeah like i really was like you got to figure it out for yourself mm -hmm. talking about it was just not the solution for me and it's something that i don't think you and i really see very often i think at least right now i'm very blessed to say that i'm surrounded by a lot of good people especially when I lived in San Diego, but even in LA, I still feel that I'm surrounded by good hearted people. But like you go on social media on the internet and you see just comments on any fucking post that goes a little bit viral where the, the people commenting aren't following the creator and you just see so much hate. And I think that's what happens more often than not is these experiences unfortunately brew so much hate in people and that's what was happening to me throughout my entire life. But I think even though this was not, even though this was an unfortunate experience of my best friend passing away, he was literally like, I'm not even over-exaggerating this. I'm not just saying a good thing. This is something we said about him as he was alive. He was literally one of the most like beautiful inside human beings I've ever met in the planet. Mm -hmm. Like just one of the most kind hearted selfless people that I knew. And of course he was human. So sometimes he would get angry. Sometimes he'd get sad and he was fucking normal. He was fucking human, but regardless, he was always the most kind heart, kind hearted human. I've talked about his story and it's a long one, but essentially like just imagine someone who's been through all this misery, um, having to be like even homeless for a period of time, going to jail for like years. Uh, and um, he saved so many people's, he actually saved so many people's lives like working as a firefighter and being in the military and um, like 
you would think that someone like that would be have such a negative perspective right yeah but no like he was always super positive and he always did things for people out of the kindness of his heart without being asked so much that like when he did an action it surprised me i'm like that's not something i expected like we were on the sidewalk we just bought subway just got a sandwich for dinner um and literally like five minutes later there's a homeless dude on the side of the walk he just gave him like this whole sandwich and i'm like and I think those crazy. are the people that struggle the most in their minds, like, because they're so, like, I was a people pleaser in a sense, like, my brother was kind of the same way. I always, like, think, because he never talked to me really about his mental struggle, and he, like, was in and out of, like, you know, what do they call, like, the centers where you're obviously, like, going to, like, he attempted suicide multiple times, with, like, just like a rehab center where, like, you know, they put you in the socks and shit, like, he was out in, or in and out of that and everything, so it's, like, I feel like I never really got to hear him out. And I always was like, he was worried about me. He always asked me how I was doing. Always consistently like, yo, you need to, especially when I was like a teenager, like, you know, people going through fucking, you're going through all that hormonal shit. Like as a teenager, I was a dickhead to my parents. Like I was a dickhead to my mom. I fucking disrespected them, talked back to them. No, yes, ma'ams, no, ma'ams, no, yes, sirs, no, sirs. Like I truly turned into a dickhead as a kid. And it was whenever we were living separate, he came over one day and was like ripping me a new asshole and i was still like bro fuck off like i don't give a fuck and i remember i was playing 2k and he spun my chair around and fucking open hand as far back bare hand slapped me and it like set me back for a second and i was like oh shit and then he was like and he fucking pointing at me he was like you're not gonna end up how i am he was like you're not gonna fucking do this and i was like after that it like switched it was fucking like in that like moment right there I truly saw like a different human being because I never thought that he cared about me. I always like the older brother, like he was always fucking, you know, poking at me, fucking making fun of me, especially in front of his friends. And like that moment right there, I was like, I didn't realize like the selflessness in him, yeah. especially from our parents. Like our, our, my dad has gotten a lot better as a person and I really do applaud him for that. But like as a child, like we, it fucking sucked, bro. Like, again, he kind of instilled that in my head where it was like, don't talk about shit. I'd come home crying whenever the kids would poke at me and shit. And fucking the main thing that I got was the boob scoop, bro, because I had some crazy <laughs> ass boobs. Like I had some fucking dope on honkaroos. And I hated that shit. Dude, literally fucking this shit all day. And I was like, bro. And I would cut and like, you know, I'm at school. I'm like, ah, like, and I would fucking poke at him too. And then I would come home and literally fucking like, it'd be like three times a week, bro. I'd go on my pillow and just fucking ball my eyes out. And my dad sometimes would him and he'd be like what is wrong with you you're always crying like they would try to like autism test me and shit they thought that there was like something truly wrong with me but it was like again i was so afraid to tell him because he was like a yelling parent instead of just like a hey let's talk it out parent it was like you fucked up now you're in trouble and i'm so glad that he figured it out now because i have a little sister and he's such like i really do like we have such a good relationship now like one day we sat down and we talked about it and i was like hey i was like some of the shit that you did was fucked up and we got down i think that's honestly like especially for people with like really like if you didn't have a good relationship with your parents especially when you grow up it's so good to have that talk if they don't even hear you out and you make yourself heard like as a human being you're gonna fucking hear what your kid is gonna have to say even if they're being stubborn in that moment coming to them about like the way that you felt as a child it saved our relationship bro because i truly was like i didn't I didn't feel comfortable as a kid in the house. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't talk to him. It wasn't, it didn't feel like my dad. It felt like the head of the household. Like we didn't have those father son connections and everything. And obviously my parents were divorced. So 
it was like flip-flopping back and forth from houses so if we got an argument i was like fuck you i'm going to mom's if i was like my mom's had an argument fuck you i'm going to dad's like it was just it was really tough so finally getting to sit down and like converse about that like it truly is beautiful and especially for my little sister too because i mean i fucking i don't get to see her ever and the fact that i know that she's like getting the love that she deserves and everything too is like beautiful it's fucking it makes me happy because again she's like gonna be the future of everything so if we don't start figuring this shit out she's gonna have to figure that out that's awesome to hear dude yeah but i think this is like hope this really is because i experienced something very similar to you um trying not to say too much because I, I love and respect her and everything is a lot of these times, you know, the way that our parents or our family have acted is derived from their culture and their upbringings too. So it's nothing on her and mm-hmm. people change as well. But my mom was like that source, that person for me. Um, the thing that triggered my weight loss was like 12 years of the same type of bullying, being a fat, super overweight Asian kid in the middle of called station texas where no one else was asian and everyone was basically white um so just subject to like looking different and being fat and some racism so when i went home i'd always be crying about it and um one day when i went home even though my mom knew i was always bullied i just went home crying about this kid who basically basically made fun of me on the bus called me gay and shit for reading a dragon ball manga and on the dragon ball you know sometimes goku's like he just like has like rips the pants off or something and like shows his fucking balls and that, <laughs> I did not literally know. literally that like that the one time i have to be on that page the fucking kid behind me is looking at what i'm what i'm reading and starts calling me a faggot so i just went home and i was crying and like my mom's like why are you crying and i'm like because I because I was bullied. And she's like, well, maybe if you weren't so fat, then you wouldn't be bullied. And I think just after, like, having no siblings and having no parents and having no friends to, like, go to, just feeling really alone and having that, like, kept in, I, like, I think at that point, after having multiple, like, periods of time where I felt, like, also wanting to just fucking end it, I decided, like, I'm either going to get lean or i'm gonna die of starvation so i decided just to starve myself as hard as possible for a month and i lost 40 pounds that's in so like crazy. a month bro and i've god damn bro because like whenever i made that decision to starve myself too like because that's whatever i did during senior year it was like 800 calories a day somewhere around there and i was tracking everything too i never like saved everything but like i was tracking that shit and dude like your body and just like you as a person completely change. Like I dropped 40 pounds. I think mine was like two months, but like I was fucking sunken. Like I was just like, yeah, it was cool that I was losing the weight. Like, yeah, I'm not a fat ass anymore, but like, dude, it fucking, it truly made me realize like all your problems cannot be fixed with just either something like a weight loss change or just like making one little improvement or something like that. Like it truly comes from within. It comes from your character. It comes from your personality and it comes from like actually putting in the work to do that. And I was going to ask you a question. So like with your mom telling you that I used to always talk about like blaming my parents in a sense for like the reason I grew up the way that I did, because now my parents literally ask me like, what do you eat? What do you do? Like what's something that I can eat that's small. That'll be like, you know, low calorie, high protein. And it's like, oh. like your parents ask you for advice. Yeah. Like, did you, cure your, awesome. did you cure your like generational fatness? Like, that's how it was for me. Like my family, like most of them were overweight. And then like, 
whenever I lost the weight, like I'm telling you, bro, they're like, yo, what do you eat now? I am. Yeah, dude. I am literally the only fit person in my entire family. Not everyone is obese. Not everyone's fat, but I have high blood pressure and diabetes running through both sides of my family and cancer and um, some, I don't know. I'm trying to be aware of my health because genetics are very prominent in bodybuilding. So it's a little dangerous game, but uh, they're all basically like nerds that don't really do much like maybe they've played basketball a little bit or play tennis a little bit because that's that's like the most fucking popular asian sport in the philippines but <laughs> but aside from that everyone's really like skinny with like a belly and just really really bad blood work from, it's really from like, the diet yeah because like i see it too like my like my little sister's kind of growing up in that same and i tell them i'm like you're not gonna do the same thing to her that you did to me i'm like you're gonna teach her about this shit because mm-hmm. i'm not gonna fucking sit there and watch it like it truly it's all food like and people will tell you it's literally fucking thermal dynamics like you're gonna fucking lose weight if you don't eat enough you're mm-hmm. gonna gain weight if you eat too much there's no cookie cutter shit like when i was eating eight thousand calories a night there's a fucking reason that i was fat it wasn't because oh my fucking hormones and all this and that like no i was a fucking fat fuck people that are fat fucks are fat fucks for a reason now there's actual medical conditions and shit like that where it's like you know, I've heard, I'm not really sure and I'm not too educated on that. Like where people can truly like not lose weight and shit like that. But like 99% of the population can lose weight if they're in a calorie deficit. It's just like mm-hmm. no one was taught that before. So that's why I start myself. Like even I came up in the age of like TikTok starting, like the Ben Dunn was like the one of the original people that I followed on. Wait, the how old are you? If you don't mind. I'm 20. Damn, bro. You're still, you're only 20. Yeah. I thought you were at least 21. I thought you were going to at least drink. That's crazy. I turned 21 January 10th. So your fat loss was literally just three years ago. Yeah. Fucking crazy, bro. It was all of senior year. My schedule senior year was so crazy too whenever I was losing the weight, bro. Because I was Mm -hmm. taking uh, thermogenics, just like a fat burning pill. I would, what was the store called? They shut it at the nutrition factory. I would go there and buy like this fucking... $60 $60 fucking bottle of I think it was like 40 pills like fat burners and I didn't know how they worked and I would take them at night and it was time releasing caffeine in my body throughout night and I would go do my workout after I would take one so I was working out at like 9 p.m. and I would get home at around 11 and I would have a protein shake and it was like water protein powder peanut butter blueberries and a banana but like that was like the starving phase of my shit so i was like fucking barely putting shit in it and then i would drink that and then i would go to bed at around five in the morning i like this is like again i was like trying pretty hard to like soften the blow on my parents for killing myself so i was like doing a bunch of fucked up pills doing a bunch of like smoking as much as humanly possible to try to numb the pain and everything and then i would wake up in the morning skip my first three classes that was like the covid year so i kind of had like a grace period for my first two because they were online but then my third period i had to be there skip that shit every time my teacher was a fucking can i say the b word on here bitch i usually don't say that but fuck that lady bro fuck <laughs> her. i don't even remember what the fuck her name was but fuck that lady bro and then fourth period was weights dude she just like it was a fucking the class was called film is lit so like we would watch a movie and then like kind of just like you know there was like a worksheet and you would like kind of jot down shit but she fucking turned it into like this every movie we watch we're gonna fucking write like a 10 page essay and you're gonna tell me this this and that about some bullshit and i was like fuck it i'm not doing that which i got a pretty good excuse senior year because my brother passed away (laughs) to like not do all the work that i was really doing so they were like hey if you take the final at the end of the year you'll be good and i was like fuck it because i had i think like 
300 unexcused period absences to my senior year. And that's like, you know, you should be getting, what's that shit called? Truancy? Like you should be getting truancy like within 50. And I had 300 three. unexcused. What was it? What does that it mean? It was periods. So like, oh, periods. You have like first, second, third. And yeah. they we're all from that. So it was like, and I remember the last day of school because I had to get them cleared so I can graduate. Fucking had my mom <laughs> on the piece of notebook paper front and back with like two different things writing every single date. And it just said, please excuse my son for all these days. Damn, and had that shit all cleared like the, the school fucked with me because i wasn't like dumb i wasn't like not you know i wasn't fucking vaping in school and doing all the bullshit like that like i wasn't a troublemaker but like i was just like they knew my senior year that i was fucked up like i lost i was 270 at the beginning of senior year and by the end of senior year i think i hit 190 so it was like they literally just like saw me turn into a different human being and they were like there's probably something going on with him because they would call me into the guidance counselors like thing and they'd be like yo like do you ever want to talk about it and that's like again i was still in that same i was like nah and especially i didn't want to tell the school about my brother my brother or the school fucked my brother they gave that dude what was it 180 days at alc and alc is like this alternative learning center shit if you get in trouble in school because he told the fucking counselor, or counselor that he took an adderall before his exam and they fucking literally 180 days what the hell yeah like and i i fucking held the biggest grudge against that school after that so anytime they would like come and try to talk to me and everything i was like fuck that because they kind of like jump-started the whole like where my brother was like fuck life i'm gonna start selling and just say fuck it like he once he got kicked out of school because my dad pulled him out and put him in like a christian online private school to mm. like finish it out sounds familiar too yeah and he fucking he cheated his whole way through that shit props to him he showed me how to cheat throughout my senior year so <laughs> he got me graduated even after he was fucking dead thank you for that but yeah he like had all this time and he would show my dad the good grades and my dad started letting him do more and more shit so then like his post-up spot was his dunkin donuts in our hometown and literally like after after he graduated i would pretty much only see him whenever i was going to buy a cart from him and he gave me no discount either. He was about his shit, bro. He was like, he'd give me like $5 off at the maximum. Damn. But like it truly, like whenever he got kicked out and like had to graduate and wasn't graduating with his graduating class, like that's when his life started like truly changing. Hmm. And I saw it like firsthand and it sucked because I was like, I want to help. Like I didn't, or I was so selfish at the time that I, you know, didn't see myself helping because I was focused on myself. I, was, I didn't see him struggling. I didn't know how hard not graduating with all of his friends did on him. I didn't know the stress of like having to sell to make his money because he thought that he couldn't do anything else was doing on him. And I wish I fucking, I think about it to this day. Like I wish I would have asked him just how you are. Mm. Always wish, but there's always going to be things that you wish you would have went back on. Like I was awake whenever he passed away and it happened at like three in the morning and I was fucking on my way to go buy a cart from someone else because he wasn't there. Like I was fucking doing some bullshit and I always used to tell myself like I could have told him to put a seatbelt on. I could have told him like, but you can't control that. Life happens and life is going to continue to happen no matter what. You can't slow down shit. You can't plan out shit. Like I was supposed to be here at what? 3.30? No. Like I didn't get here until like 4.08. Like life fucking happens with shit. And you truly can't like the only thing that you really can control that I've learned is your positivity looking at things positively because I was so negative on myself and I used to hate myself like to a point I look in the mirror and I would literally talk to myself out loud like you're fucking disgusting and then now I'm at this point where it's like 
I ate fucking 5,000 calories last night. And I'm like, I'm kind of fucking full right now. Like, I don't feel like shit anymore. Like, yeah. I don't feel like a shitty human being. Like, I, and once you make that mentality switch to, like, going back on what we were talking about, like, the hate in the comments and everything, like, mm-hmm. bro, it fucking, tr- like, changes your whole brain chemistry. Like, once I started thinking positively, I didn't see people as, like, oh, you're fat or, like, oh, you're fucking disgusting or I don't like the way that you look. It was, like, that's a human being. And it's like every single person that you meet is no different than us. We're all fucking skin, bones, meat, and all this other shit. What really matters is the person. And you can tell when people have good vibes, when people have bad vibes. And I had bad vibes. I was like, all I do is shit talk people. And I'm fucking lazy and lethargic, not trying to do anything to better my life. Why don't we just switch that? And it takes a while. Obviously, it's not going to be instant. Like, well, it's fucking hard because there's this level of consciousness that we have to to elevate to, that we have to reach for. It's not where we sit on a normal basis. Our mindset on the normal basis is from what we are created to and wired to, to have, and that's survival of the fittest, right? How do we survive? Mm-hmm. But nowadays, we have all these things that we've created in our lives, all this form of security, the government, depending on how much you believe in it, to provide, you know, means of survival for ourselves. And I think there's a, a special power in being human these days to like elevate ourselves to that sense of consciousness to be like, maybe this isn't the right action. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should see the other person as myself, try to understand that maybe they're going through something that I can't see right now. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm telling, I was the same way. Some love. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to say shit. I was like, why the fuck does anyone need to know about what I have going on? But then like that perception of like the negative situation, we watched a video on it earlier, that perception of the negative situation, like you're telling yourself that that situation is negative and it's like, you're already fucking yourself up with that. So it's like you're already right. adding on to the negativity by telling yourself that it's negative. If you can address it as like, I need to become positive or like I have positivity in my life that I'm not looking at. Cause mm-hmm. even if you feel like you're at your lowest right now, there's somebody that fucking loves you. You don't know it, but there's somebody out there that truly depends on you being alive. Even if you're fucking homeless, bro. Cause maybe that homeless person's got a family member. That's like, where the hell is this dude at? And they probably have been trying to find them for years. Like I've seen, what's that dude's name? Andrew Callahan that like goes through the streets and everything. And he like, it's channel five news. He like does a YouTube channel and he like goes around and like really does some really good journalism. It's honestly like one of the best journalism pages I've ever seen. But like he did a recent one where he was in San Francisco and this dude was just like, yeah, none of my family knows that I'm out here. I'm pretty much just like trying not to die. And it's like, dude, like this is a dude that, went to school had a family had a mom had a dad probably siblings had a job probably experienced some trauma in life and then you break it down like that and you truly become just like kind of just like a better human being in a sense because it's like now i understand that we're all a collective we're not separated the the media the news fucking government their main job is to like i truly believe their main job is to like split us off Democrats, Republicans, fucking white, black. They're trying to do everything in their power when we're all just pretty much fucking the same shit. We're a species. 
We'll get right back to the podcast in a second, but I just wanted to take this break to thank you guys immensely because this podcast is my favorite content to create and I couldn't have done it without you guys. Contributing to it will further help its growth and allow us to listen to more amazing guests such as the one you're listening to today. So if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating us a five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcast or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And if you would like to help fund the podcast, you can do so by using Nile for a discount off of Young LA clothing or huge supplements. Thank you guys again so much. We'll be right back to the podcast. I'm sorry if this triggers some of you guys that are watching but Baj here is known for loving the good kush. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking halfway through the podcast, maybe we light a baby up. He might be sorry for triggering you, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give two shits. I post Should about we do this. It? Oh, okay. Bro. I think this might be sativa, though. So do you want to do yours? You want to do indica? Because, I mean. Let's just fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do, let's do the same one. Bet, Let's do it. I'll bet. fucking do. Yo, we're we're getting geeched around here. Bro. I'm going like to stop I, talking. <laughs> like I said, bro, we get high, we get fat. I live by that motto. <laughs> Maybe I can take a half hit of the sativa, half hit of yours, so that way I don't actually totally shut up. Because I can't. <laughs> Fuck, dude. You give me some indica, and I'm going to actually. Fuck it. Oh, can I have the? Uh... Oh wait, never mind. We good. We good. Smells good. People are probably gonna. Oh my god, people are gonna give me shit for smoking inside, aren't they? Man, who give a fuck, bro? If we get roaches, that's the plan. That's in an Earl Sweatshirt Ooh. song. Well, not that exact part, but go listen to Inside by Earl Sweatshirt. Roach bar. That one too, Blueberry Kush, is fucking the truth, bro. That oh, shit. shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that shit is the truth. I got that and then... Oh, dude, that was a lot. <laughs> I got that and then Grand and Perp. I'm not a stoner anymore, so I, I can't do much. I'm telling y'all, don't <coughs> don't get into this shit if you're not already into it. Okay. This is a special occasion, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Only for Baj. He used code Baj at checkout. That's what happened. That <laughs> shit appeared out of nowhere. Selfless link plug in your <laughs> Wait, do you really? like? Are you sponsored by the weed brand? I'm trying so, with Raw. Oh, you're trying, trying, you're trying. so hard, bro. I've been fucking DMing them like crazy. <laughs> Because I just got posted a weed humor not too long ago. You mind if I see the lighter? Yeah. I got posted there. Me and Shizzy actually got posted there. Because it was a video of me smoking in the car. But he was just taking his pre-workout. And I said two types of pre-workout. And it went from 15K one day to 500K the next in likes. That's kind of how my Instagram algorithm is right now. Because I've grown 90K in the past week and a half or something like that. Damn, that's crazy. Dude, it's fucking... And it's all because of the weed content. Like, it all started blowing up out of nowhere. Like, a video about... I was talking about hotboxing blew up, and then... <laughs> Your pre-workout ones are crazy. <laughs> Those popped out of my page. Oh, bro. It's like, damn, bro. His <laughs> eyes are red as fuck. Because <laughs> I go on live now. I go on Instagram live, and I'll just sit there and, like... Smoke. Smoke my followers. That's bro. awesome. I get, dude, it's... So, like, the community that I have, bro, I fucking love these people, dude. That's why I love weed, dude. It, like... There's no other substance I've ever done that really just gets me honed in on like fucking connecting with the people I'm with, especially when it's a good ass group of people that you can really connect with. Like you feel the love in between. Mm -hmm. It just fucking kicks it off, man. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. This makes me love everybody. God. <laughs> I'm in kind of like when I took that <clears throat> Molly at the only party. What? <laughs> just kidding. It's jokes. That did not happen, guys. It was jokes. 
I've taken one shot at a young LA party. I said, dude, the fucking block party. I went nuts, dude. I took 400 milligrams. (laughs) And then after that, I smoked like, oh shit. This one kid at the block, like at the actual block party, brought me a moon rock joint there, presidential moon rock. And I was like, you're fucking the goat, bro. And I fucking smoked that at the party. But then I had like seven other joints too, because I was just bringing everything with me. I spent, dude, I'm telling you, this is why you don't get into this shit. Bro, for a two-week trip to L.A., I spent $700 on myself for weed. Oh, my God. If your tolerance is like mine, which I definitely need That's to slow That's crazy, down. dude. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, people comment it's an addiction. It fucking is, bro. Because there's people, like, you know, they lead you to believe it is not addictive. But Well, here's the thing is, like, it affects everybody differently. Mm-hmm. So, for you, honestly, it seems like it helps you in all your ways of life. Honestly, and <laughs> the fact that it's literally helping your social media engagement we can't deny the fact that that's your job now so if it's helping you it's helping you that's the fact of the matter and that's kind of uh i can't remember who it was but defines addiction is when it starts bringing you down mm-hmm. right and the thing is huberman has even spoke about how there's two different types of people when it comes to weed and reacting to weed and some of those people for example half of the men will react with higher amounts of prolactin in their body as a response to weed and prolactin is a motherly hormone so that's like where you can like lactate and stuff and it's also what's going to make you feel like a little bit lower like not as motivated to do things it's kind of why you get really like lazy sometimes when you smoke a lot of weed it's crazy it's crazy right prolactin actually increases in men too after they i think it's like their first born or something like that Something like that, or is it, Develop or is it, or is it maybe after the firstborn? It's one of those. But basically, yeah, like prolactin raises in men, and um, that is supposedly was why um, it is suspected that they have the dad bod. Why the dad bod is an occurrence a lot easier I after no you actually kids, become then. a dad. I was gonna say I ain't have no fuck. I already had that intuition. I ain't having no fucking kids then. <laughs> I already real thinking about it. I already had the fucking boobs. It would just come right back. <laughs> I had gyno surgery too. I didn't talk you about just, that. You can just uh, pull like a Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> you get like three, four. Be weird with your kids too. <laughs> be weird with your kids. They're be all different. Fucking... They could be all different races. You know? you I'm gonna name my kids like Elixir and shit, so people look up. Dude, I was on the fucking. I was on like a bus or something the other. Where was I at? It was like some public transport. But like, bro, this lady had the craziest name for her kids, and it was like a name where I was like, her name. I couldn't even fucking describe it, bro. It was like almost nirvana but i couldn't understand what she was saying she was like naharana and i was Mm. like it was like some fucking like red-haired white lady i was like what the fuck did you name your child which too bro names are pretty fucking like my name dude i have the most generic white dude name of all time what's your actual name colin jackson smith where the fuck did baj come from (laughs) so baj was a it was code word for weed around my mom for a minute. Like, so this all oh, is full shit. circle, bro. It's all full like circle. Like with you and your brother? My, yeah. So uh, oh, it was, fuck. we were in the truck one day and he was driving. Oh man, this is giving me feelings. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> he was driving and we were trying to find food and I was like, bro, I'm fucking, we need to get some, like, I need a Baj blast. And he was like, what the fuck. fuck did you just say? And I was like, Baja blast. And he was like, nah, you said Baj. He was like, that's a fucking word now. And, Baj then, and then him and his friend, P Willie, Parker Hayes, shout out P Hayes, but fucking Parker Hayes, they would always be walking around me and they would just go Baj like that. Baj. And it was like, eventually they started calling me Baj. So I was like, 
that's sick as fuck. I got a nickname. But then like for weed, him and Parker started it because they would like call it fucking Baj all the time. They'd be like, there's no Baj, no fucking Baj. We need to go get Baj. And then eventually my mom like picked up on it and she was like, what's Baj? And we were just like, that's Baj. And they pointed at me. They're like, that's Baj. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so eventually like she had no idea. She just figured that it was me. Shout out mom too. She's going to be watching this. She fucking dude. She posts about my shit all the time, like on Facebook. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. I fucking love her. Bro, the way awesome. that She supports me, but sometimes I got to so get, cool. get on her ass. I'm like, yo, <laughs> dude, I don't know. That's funny. Dude, parents do not know how to fucking do social media. They don't. Like, bro, she'll screenshot some shit from my TikTok video and it's like fucking 480p and she zooms in on like half of my face in the picture and she's like, my son, my baby boy with like a heart. <laughs> And I'm like, that was chill as hell, mom. That's funny as fuck. That's funny as fuck. That's awesome. My mom still doesn't support this, but it's okay. My dad supports it silently. He's got a fucking nice. No, that's what that's what's cool is when like if they were always against you, even if they're never going to be with you, if they're suddenly silent. That's when you know you fucking did it. Bro, that's what I'm saying. He made That's when you fucking know. He made like a per, like a different account and he was like, "Yeah, I got you on there now." He was like, "You're the only person I follow." I was like, "That is homies, bro." That's sick. But he always do because he's he's fucking jokes about it too because like obviously like my sister, my older sister smokes hella, my brother smoked hella and now I do and he was like, he's always on my ass. You'll see my posts about the weed and shit. He's like, that was a nice joint you had in your mouth. I was like, fuck off, bro. And then he'll start laughing. He's like, ah, da, da, da. I'm like, you're such a dickhead. But your I parents love- are in Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, my dad is, is more country. Is weed, is weed illegal there? It's like the state you don't want to get caught for weed in. Oh, shit. And I was, bro, I was I, buying out. So your parents of- have, have they never smoked weed? My mom tried it. My dad, like, he had his own personal experiences with it. And there's a reason why he doesn't so- smoke. But my mom uh-huh. tried it. She just said that she didn't like it. But. Huh she's wanted to take edibles with me before and then i brought them to her <laughs> and then she didn't take them so i took them you know nice yeah i was gonna say anytime you put anything in front of me not am eating that shit that's fat tendency and then that's also addiction tendency i'm eating that shit bro even now bro i went to i went on a date recently and i had like a hundred dollars worth of sushi for myself bro <laughs> i was about to say bro uh what was my question fucking I'm so bad with this with, with weed. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, since your fucking transformation, since your transformation, how has relationships been? How has your love life been? I will tell you. So whenever I originally lost weight, I was kind of still weird looking like I had a fucked up haircut. <laughs> it was like the whole aspect of like I looked like a woman and people were fucking with that and they were like yo you you confuse the fuck out of me so you're pretty attractive i was like all right so i like you know after i lost the weight bro i was still kind of like not confident with myself i'm about to get real fucking because i don't give a fuck at this point bro i went on the munch world tour bro you got a very masculine face structure though yeah that's what that shit blows it away dude i'm telling you like because I've, you know, been with bisexual women and shit like that. They're like, you're literally, oh, same. yeah, they're like, you're literally everything that I've ever wanted. <laughs> they're like, you're a fucking woman and a Yo! man at the same time. Dude, this is fucking funny, bro. We, we relate with way too many things. That shit pisses me off, though. <laughs> Annoys the shit out of me, but whatever. Dude, if it works, it works, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. But like, I was, it's just, it makes you a little more confident. But at the same time, uh-huh. like now, like, I hate when I, it's, it's easy. Like, I don't like whenever I'm talking to someone and they make it obvious that they're like trying to get with well, me. Well, fucking bro. lucky you, bro. It ain't never easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. It's just like, 
it kind of changes. Like I've like whenever I originally lost a weight, it wasn't like crazy. But then like when the following happened, that's mm. whenever it was like my DMs are fucking flooded. That's crazy, man. Motherfuckers that are hitting because my following that's is pretty like, sick though. Forty five percent women. That's crazy. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. So it's like that's, if you think of like that's for, like one of the most unheard of things for yeah. male fitness influencers. Dude, <laughs> You're that's literally what I'm an outlier. I, I started off like a fucking fat ass. So I was doing content whenever I was like 16 and 17, whenever I was fat and I had shit blow up, but I got no followers because I was weird looking. Like you can go look at the comments back then on those videos, and it was literally like like I said at the beginning, like people were calling me young lean. They're like, what the fuck is this dude? Because I was like, I still had like the features that I have now, but it was like fatter face buzz cut yeah, fucking, yeah i looked weird as hell i saw the fucking i saw the bigs those were crazy mm-hmm. but i like i think i had eight thousand followers oh on like august of 2021 and then mm-hmm. whenever i posted that transformation video the first one that blew up it shot me up to like 26k and i was like i guess it's fitness time now let's start posting about fitness after that okay i'm having the um Trying to make sure that we show everybody your pictures mm-hmm. in the beginning because I want people to see that shit. Oh, yeah. Bro. But that's the weird thing about it. And that's kind of like something that I don't like about it. That's something I really fucking hate. But the matter, but we also shouldn't really hate it because even though it is reality that, say, your followers or your clout is going to attract more females or more attract more um, potential partners for yourself, it's literally just a quantitative measurement of like your success and whatever it else, whatever it is that you're doing there. Because then Even if it's just like success is an attraction. I mean, someone that's bettering themselves and trying to do better for themselves. That's something to be attracted. It to. is. It is something to be attracted to, but that's the thing is like the following. And like, if you have a following, it means you're doing something that people want to follow you for. It just means you're doing something that they admire. And if you're having a higher number of that, well, Men, they say, you know, girls feel, girls feel, and it is factual that men's number one priority when they look for a potential partner and a female first is attraction is like how, how attractive they are. Right. It's but, true. Bro. And then what is it for men? It's ability, ability to provide. It's how smart you are and then how kind you are. And good looking is up there too, but good looking is like, not even close to how important it is for men in a female. Right. Yeah. So like I hate, I, I fucking hate it when I feel like, you know, sometimes in your head, you're like, does this person only want me for my, for my clout, for my numbers or for whatever it's social media like, following that I have? Or is it really simply just like a representation of what girls look for? <clears throat> because, you're probably looking for a female that's attractive first before you get to know her. You don't see the personality first. You see their face first. Yeah. I mean, it's or maybe their ass. I don't know whatever you're looking at. It's a J Cole song, bro. Fucking (laughs) fell in love through a photograph, dude. Literally, that's just how it is. Now you find people and it's just like, you're like, this person's really talking to me right now. Like, especially from where I came from as the fat fuck and the ugly fuck. Like I didn't, I was just weird looking back then. Like it was so confusing to me that like people actually found me attractive. But then I had to get out of my head and be like, bro, you fucking... You did this shit. Yeah, I was like... You, you fucking, fucking did this shit. Yeah, dude. I never gave myself credit. But then I was no. like, motherfucker, I was like... It didn't just happen. I was like, you fucking... No. I was like, you worked your fucking ass off for this shit. So then it gives you that confidence. Like, building confidence 
So important because it literally, yeah. that's another like, dude, huge thing that people lack. If you're not emulating confidence and just like, like, dude, I have a fucking belly button ring. Yeah. Bro, real confidence doesn't come from, real confidence only comes from mileage. Literally only from that. You can't get confidence from, it's fake confidence if you got it from like, say you're like, your fucking family's rich or something. Mm-hmm. You've had to experience something, bro. Yeah, you look back in your past and you give you your reason for knowing exactly you are who you are. And I think, uh, oh, fuck. I got, I forgot. I'm high. <laughs> I think, dude, it's just like confidence is, I think it's just exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. We've been smoking a lot. <laughs> you smoked a lot, dude. I was gonna say I faced that. <laughs> Did shit. you finish that shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was down for another one, man. Shit, but I don't want to fucking ruin the apartment. Oh shit, that's funny as fuck, bro. That was fucking. Well, I love them brain fart moments, bro. That shit happens to me too much. I think it's gonna come back to us, <laughs> but I think I think that's a good time for us to move on to these uh, questions because you got a lot of questions, dude. Holy shit. I already know there's going to be some glute spreads. Everybody wanted to know a lot of stuff. (laughs) They wanted to know a lot of stuff. All right. I'm ready. All right. Man. Kaber. Kabir. Oh, my God. (laughs) The first question, bro. First question is from a chick with, like, green hair. And it says, Bosh, can I please make out with you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, No, unfortunately. Uh, I've been told that. My lips are good for that, but uh, I don't wear chapstick. My lips are... (laughs) I fucking always forget to use chapstick, so you would probably be kissing the fucking desert right now. Especially, dude, we just smoked that, bro. I can can fucking feel it right now. My (laughs) mouth is turning dry as shit. All right. Um, Next question is a guy. Ava says, little bro needs to take me on a date already. <laughs> this is like basically what really the this is the comments too. This is basically what my comments. Like. <laughs> you guys have never gone through my page and everything. This That's is so exactly funny, what dude. it looks like. It's just people and my DMs, but the DMs are like people actually being serious because they find out like you know whenever I posted that I was in LA, I had like fucking four or five random ass women that were like, "Yo, you need to come work out with me," and I was like, nah, I'm "That's here. funny." Yeah, I was like, "I'm here for diet." Well, bro, I think that people love that like. Your transformation is fucking awesome, dude. It's fucking sick. I mean, that's like the prime example of, I think, I think maybe in their eyes, it's maybe the prime example of someone who's never been through anything, never had that validation, um, never had the reason to be cocky about themselves. And now suddenly he's a fucking attractive ass motherfucker. And it happened. I yeah. don't know. So like, it's like, only been three years since I was like that fucking fat and I hated myself that much. So I don't know how long life is going to be. I'm just trying to enjoy it for like while I'm here, make mm-hmm. some form of an impact before I go. Like, that's kind of how I look at it because, I mean, it happened to my brother and I'm already older than what he was whenever he passed away. So it's like, it really can happen out of nowhere. And I feel like I barely even live life, bro. Like, I really just like travel back and forth to like LA and all that stuff. People think I travel all the time. It's like to the same spot. I mean, you're so young, man. You have so many years to live. You have so many years. Just, I mean, honestly, the only thing that I can say is like, because there's many more people that have experienced so much more than me that can can offer such beautiful advice. But from my personal place, just uh, take things slowly, man. Like, I think I was too eager to jump into experiences, to experience things as soon as possible. Um, that I realized I have a whole rest of my life to live and I didn't have to be in such a hurry because being in a hurry so bad kind of, one way it was a little dangerous right 
get yourself into things that maybe you realize weren't such a good idea because you didn't really think it out enough beforehand. And then the other thing I'd say is um, the more you do things, the more things get old, the more you get overstimulated. So at a certain point, like, for example, think of the analogy of porn, like watching things like that so much that when you do have sex with someone, you require some crazy shit in order to have that stimulation. You can't enjoy the, you know, the, the simple stuff, the simple things anymore. So that's, that's another thing. Yeah. It's like that overstimulation can happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Porn is a crazy addiction too, bro. Like when you go no fat, bro, it's life changing. I'm telling you. I literally, like, once I did that, bro, you completely look at the world. That's another world altering. Yeah, horny as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, horny yeah. as fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, but it's just, like, you also don't, like, look the same. Like, you just don't, like, look around the same. Like, back then, you would just be, like, fucking, damn that ass. But now it's just, like, bro, i just be, like, fucking looking. I'm, like, damn, she's hot. Fuck, I'm like that face, bro. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. I look for pretty women, bro. Them pretty women, bro. Oh shit. I'm like, oh, damn. Shit. Women that look like me, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like twice as horny as I am now at when I was your age. <laughs> so I can't imagine right now, bro. I cannot imagine. Oh my god, yeah. I do my best to stay away, but uh shit happens sometimes, you know. You just get a little too comfortable. <laughs> That that age is fun, bro. College was the craziest time. <laughs> craziest time. I'm honestly glad, like, I still kind of got to experience it through parties and shit, like, without the school part. I mean, you're fucking traveling to, like, what, San Pedro right now anyways? So. Yeah, like, people just fucking, they're like, yo, come to my college. And I'm like, all right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Barbara is where I'm going, though. UCSB, that school was fucking, that's the best school that I've ever been to. They posted me on their Instagram. That shit was sick. And they have like a fucking, like a f- school account like that all the students follow. And mm-hmm. they posted my ass on there. I was like, hell yeah. Cause nice. What for? Just I like, recorded a video of me hooping there. And I was like, yo, if I ever went to college, this would be it. And I oh, nice, took nice, a video nice, of the nice, mountains. Nice. I was like, this shit. I was like, look where the fuck I'm playing basketball at right now. I was like, this shit a painting. And they were like, large buys. If you ever have the chance again, we're always open. I was like, whoa. I was like, I ain't going to fucking school. <laughs> Dumb as shit, dude. Uh, three shit. damn years. And I was trying to kill myself my whole senior year. My brain was on rot, dude. There's no way that I was going to fucking do school ever again. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's ch- like, I'm telling you, I cheated my whole way through. Hey, dude, that's still a skill. That's a fucking skill, bro. It does. It takes a little skill. Like, my Snapchat memories are filled with fucking, like, answers, especially for history because I was, or not history because we did, like, economics that year. That was senior year. Yeah, so I wasn't doing that fucking work. That was, like, an extra math class. I was like, fuck that, dude. Thank God everything was online. Yo, shout out COVID for real. Thank you for making school a whole lot easier because I would not have graduated without you. (laughs) At least you graduated. Some people didn't even graduate. So, yeah. Plus, look at more plates, more dates. Never went to school for steroids, but now he's a genius and and just got on Joe Rogan for the second time. Yeah, I saw that. Fucking epic. So you could be whatever you want, man. <sighs> if you want to be a pretty boy, you can be a pretty boy. You really fucking are. <laughs> hey, I'm on like a one <laughs> thirst trap a month policy right now. <laughs> uh, Zoe Hunter Hunter asks. Okay, this is an interesting question. Should I ask it? Let's hear it. Zoe Hunter asks, do you like your pretty privilege or do you feel bad you had to work hard to be liked? That's crazy that we just talked about that. 
dude, honestly, like now, like looking back, bro, you got to have something to grind for in life. Like if I would have just like been given that shit, I wouldn't think I would have be who I am right now is in terms yeah. of like maturity level. You have to experience some form of trauma, some form of something to like actually understand. And again, because you can just be pretty, but then have no personality. You can be pretty and fucking be a dickhead. It really just depends on the person and what they've mm-hmm. experienced. Yeah, I agree as well. I think that's another reason why Ryan was so like, Ryan was also like one of the most fucking attractive dudes on the outside too. Like blonde hair, blue eyes, fucking American guy. Just like you, except he was like, he was like literally the representative. He was like Captain America American. He was like that blonde hair, blue eyed Captain America kind just of guy. Masculine fucking shit. like straight out of Louisiana, just fucking <laughs> white country boy dude. And just was literally the country boy that like he would like one time, like a friend had an issue and like their doorknob broke or something. And he just randomly decided, oh, oh I'm gonna go over to fucking, I don't know, John's or something and just fix his doorknob and fucking went to um, whatever that store is. I don't remember. Um, Home Depot. Went to Home Depot, got all the supplies, went over to the boy's place, didn't even tell him, just started fixing his doorknob, replaced it for him and everything. And no reason, like, just because he knew that it was broken. What a fucking guy. Yeah, and that was like a currency he did every day. He did something good like that, like every single day. Like That's beautiful. And he had no money, by the way. He had no money until right before he passed away. Um, he won, uh, what was it? I don't know if it's, uh, not, it's not Veterans Court. Veterans Court is, I don't know. Um, for the military, basically, um, he got like, a, he finally got his sum of money. It was like $100,000 or something and he finally had money. So, um, uh, yeah, like fucking, we were like celebrating like two weeks before he like passed away. But, um, that's the that's the thing is like there are some pretty people that are fucking dicks and there's some pretty people that are fucking amazing and sometimes it's just if you can see that they're beautiful in every single way it's almost like a it's almost like just like you have the two decisions bro because it's a real thing pretty privilege is a real thing yeah and it's like you can use it to be a straight up asshole or you can use it to just like go bottle i'm gonna be a little pretty boy and that's about it and I'm taking just like fucking, I'm like, fuck it. Yoga lay time. Let's take some pictures. I feel like you're doing this though, but um, I think the last way, my favorite way that I see when people do this, it just fucking, I'm speechless. It just fills my heart. But basically like show, like, like your ultimate goal is to be a representation that like looks and say money does not matter. Like looks and status does not matter. They don't have to be fucking terrible people. Like they don't have to be. Sometimes you can have a bunch of things, but you can just choose to be a good person and a good selfless person. And every time I see that, I just, it's it's like a reminder to myself to like realize that I'm, I should be so grateful for everything that I have. So like Josthetics, did you ever? You know, That's kind of why I have a skincare sponsor. Like I started posting about that. Everyone called me gay. I started posting about like putting castor oil on your eyelashes, helps them grow. And it's like proof, bro. I used to not have fucking eyelashes. And now, Damn. yeah, like it just fucking, I use grande lash too. But like I talked about that shit. Like I'm transparent with that shit. Like I'd be curling my eyelashes too. I don't give a fuck. And then people are like, yo, that's gay. What the fuck are you doing? You're weird as hell. Like I'm like, just do what the fuck you want bro 
like if you're literally like if you think about it again like if i wanted to bro half these dudes bro i'd click on their instagram and they have a girlfriend in their bio like i can just go hit her up and she'll probably respond to me but again i'll choose to be a fucking dickhead about it it's just like if you're really gonna be like that fucking opposed to change into like bettering yourself like skincare is bettering yourself i also post about like low calorie recipes like i used to do that all the time and like my main content like really what helped me blow up was just like teaching people like what i did so it was just like all that i still have all the archives of all that like the playlist and everything on my tiktok but it was just like here's my workouts especially during prep i posted my workout every single day no matter what like what i was doing and then i posted about like what i was eating and all that shit i didn't do like days of eating but i'd be like yo here's this low calorie recipe that i made and it made like that's truly what blew me up especially echo vision too like whenever mm -hmm. i went out there and i finally had like a sponsor people freaked the fuck out about that and they were like holy shit there's a code bodge now because i didn't really have like realize how many people were rocking with me until i got the echo vision sponsor and i was like whoa like it changed my fucking whole perspective on this shit what are your thoughts on weed by the way like how do you how do you feel about it I think it really determines like on the person, like how were you talking about earlier? Like it really just like me right now, I'm barely even high now. Like I can smoke another one, but it's just like use it for good or use it for bad. And I tell people always don't do it if you're already not doing it. But if you are good for you, I'm like, that's a decision that you made. And if it's a bad decision for you, don't do it. Everyone has free will in this shit. Mm hmm. So I think, I mean, it comes from the fucking earth too. There's so many studies that prove benefits like anti-inflammatory benefits. I think that's where everyone, <laughs> fucking people get controversial about this shit, of course. But like, that's where people need to realize everybody forgets on like the first basic level when you hear these things, nobody really thinks of, oh yeah, like it totally reacts different with everybody. Everybody experiences something different. There's very few commonalities you can say that someone experiences with that every person experiences with something. Yeah. Everybody gets high to an extent, but like, what is that high that you experience? Mm -hmm. You don't know. It's in someone else's perception. So, um, same thing with steroids. When you take steroids, <laughs> it reacts differently with fucking everybody. There's so many different side effects. So there's always commonalities in a few of them. Mm -hmm. but everyone had the like imagine like 20 different characteristics and each person feels a different combination of these yeah so you have to like decide it's like the same thing as your genes too like mm -hmm. what is it like you have four i can't remember your coat the code in your dna is like based off of like variants within like four letters and then basically from that you can actually detect what you are predisposed to oh, it's the, what's in your the, genetics what's the chart called what's that shit called it's like where you i used to do this shit in i'm trying to remember class. but i fucking forgot what it's called though but i remember this shit in fucking junior year of science class and you would like make the little chart and it'd be like the four right. by four but you can know? figure out what you're predisposed yeah. to in terms of genetics and diseases and shit mm -hmm. so um what were you we talking about we we're talking about um yeah everyone reacts differently to weed so what you experience as a positive that's positive for you all the other people that are judging you for doing weed because they say it's this bad for you um like i mean i'm trying to think about what 
put bad things honestly but like i'm telling you like the comments that i get for that are like honestly so like obviously smoking it like there's better alternatives to ingesting the weed but i've made that decision and i know the consequences of smoking so it's like i understand as myself as a person like yes this is going to harm my lungs but this is a decision that i've made and it's like people in the comments you're just like you're fucking you don't fucking understand that you're fucking killing yourself my mom used to be one of the people that was like she would send me these fucking articles that were so like not true at all it was like one joint is equivalent to 20 cigarettes and i was like the fuck are you talking about bro she was like trying to scare me out of smoking and i was like mom like that is the fucking dumbest thing i've ever seen it was like sounds like dare Dude, that's what I'm saying. Good bro. old dare. Like, think about this. The main reason that weed was illegalized, like, in the 1920s, the whole study was, like, done on fucking chimpanzees, and they fed them, like, unholy amounts of THC in, like, a super short period of time. And obviously, like, fucking some of them are going to freak the fuck out, and they see that, and they're like, oh, weed's bad. They were, like, feeding these monkeys, like, crazy amounts of THC like fucking them up and then obviously they're smaller than humans too so it's gonna fuck them up even more mm-hmm. and then they determined they were like oh monkeys get fucked up off this itch some of them might be dying all right that shit's horrible for humans like animal testing is so fucking stupid like the fact that you allow that to like influence a nationwide like now it's obviously not nationwide there's more states and things but the fact that it's still not even legal nationwide after the studies that have been done the benefits of it it's truly just like with alcohol being legalized the way that it is and the accessibility of getting alcohol. Like I was buying alcohol when I was like 15 years old, bro. You find a gas station, they don't ID you, you become friends with and them. And it's most definitely the most dangerous. Yeah. Like the second you get, like that's how my brother passed away was drunk driving accident. It's the single most dangerous, like what what's the word that it is in your body? A carcinogen, isn't it? I think that's a word, but... It's literally like not to be ingested and yet we ingest it as like a party and it's been culturalized as like a party. Awesome. Like, yeah, we're getting drunk tonight. Like you go to the bar, you get drunk, bro. Go to a dab bar. See the people there. You will experience fucking life with people at a dab bar because they're not like out of touch with it, blacked out. Like you're fucking hot. Like you're having like introspective conversations with human beings yeah, people like, are honed in like you're yeah. focused mm-hmm. like especially like dude it's fucking the difference in like people too. alcohol fuck like dude look at people what's the like obviously it just, it just exaggerates all that you're feeling yeah. like yeah maybe it like increases like someone's adhd but like the the amount of focus that you have on like how you're feeling about things mm-hmm. like your emotional capabilities is just so increased dude so i mean the ability to empathize has is drastically increased Mm -hmm. and that's probably like the number one thing for peace i'd say is just the ability to empathize which many people don't have because um differentiating opinions and varying other things Mm -hmm. it's self i mean it's really selfishness in a sense from not being able to empathize because you can't see where someone is coming from right i tr- i wasn't able to before my brother passed away and i admit to that like i would hear people talk about their like, struggles and <laughs> shit and you would like kind of like fucking be like okay like that's not the worst thing in the world like and then eventually it happens to you and then now you look back on how you looked at other people and you're like whoa this was what they were going through 
Like I had people that lost siblings and shit throughout school. And you'd like, you know, you tell them, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And they would, I, I am fully admit to being one of those people that would like, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And then wouldn't really, you know, I would like see them around school and stuff. Be like, yo, hey, how are you? And like, obviously they're in like the friend group or something like that, but never truly took the time to like make sure those people are okay until after my situation. And that's due to my own selfishness. If you feel like any of the medications that we spoke about today may benefit you, such as BPC-157, GH acrylic such as tesamorelin, IGF-1, oxandrolone troche, semaglutide, then you can obtain these from Transit HRT, and the link for that will be in the bio. If you feel like you're experiencing symptoms of low testosterone, such as depression, anxiety, lack of motivation, as well as lack of sex drive, then you can get this checked out as well by getting your blood work done at Transcend, and they will provide you expert medical analysis. Transcend HRT has worked with many professional bodybuilders and pro athletes, such as Thor Bjornsson, Phil Heath, and Jeremy Buendia. And if you feel like this podcast has any relevancy to you, I do believe that this clinic will provide of great benefit to you as well. My second, so my second best friend that passed away a year after the first one, that kid, I never gave him the time of day when I first met him. Um, he was always super nice, super dope dude. Um, I think, uh, fucking, it's a long story that I don't want to get too deep into, but essentially like, I think he was talking to a girl that I had previously talked to, um, who's also one of my good friends. Uh, and so like when I first met him, I was just kind of like, like not that interested in getting to know him. I was just like, okay, it's just this guy. Uh, so that happened for a while, but it wasn't until like, I don't know how long, but I feel like after years, after a year or so, maybe it was like half a month before he passed away where we started getting really, really close. And he ended up being literally like the nicest dude on the planet too. And it's like, it sounds like I'm just saying these things, but these people were genuinely like, it's crazy. Like I would try to think of all my friends and I can think of quite a few that are really amazing human beings. And I'm lucky to say that, but Ryan and Nick were in the top of that by far yeah. just by simply doing things out of the selflessness and goodness of their heart. And it's almost like you experience that moment with that person. And it's like something like with my brother, like we really started to get close, like, mm -hmm. you know, three, four months before he passed away. Cause it was like, we finally got out of that like older brother, younger brother thing, and especially with him. Like I usually never saw him cause he was destined to my dad's house for all the shit that he was doing. And I was destined to my mom's house. Like, I only got to see it when he, whenever he would come around, like sometimes for a haircut and then just sometimes to see my mom and that was it. So I would mm -hmm. just, he would pop into my room and be like, yo, what's good. And I'd like, dude, the last, one of but the that's last, where you have the realizations of like, that's where you have the realizations, right? That they come around and then you were like, I shouldn't have. I should have been more active. In I should have been more active in the relationship. I should have. Like, I should have been nicer. I should have became friends with him sooner when he was mm -hmm. trying so hard and doing nice things for me. Yeah. Like, why, why was I so unresponsive if, yeah. before? What if he was insecure? What if he was like, he was so insecure about his sweat, bro. And that was one thing that he actually did talk to me about. And I sweat like a fucking, like you've seen me before at the LA gym, bro. I'd be fucking pissing out my asshole, bro. <laughs> but I think it's hilarious to me. Like, and I never got to like experience his side of just everything. And it really does suck.
like, cause again, that's just like the selfishness of it. I was, I was a younger brother. So it was like, he's fucking, if I do anything, he's going to protect me. I don't have to give a fuck about him. The cool thing though, is that this is what taught us our taught us these values, right? That our relationships are the number one thing in our lives. Mm-hmm. If I could, um, change how I acted when I was younger, I would, but I can't. So the only thing I can do is change that now. So uh, same thing that Joe Statics did that I was really surprised about is he gave so many people the time of day, even though he was this guy with like, I hate to say that, like I I fucking hate saying the word followers, but when it's the best way for you to like give someone an example of who somebody is, he was a dude with like such a gigantic audience, but he decided to give time of day to everybody, no matter who you were, complete strangers. He would talk, talk to strangers for just hours. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, dude, that's fucking, that's a very selfless thing for you to do because our number one currency, if it's not money, it's time. That was some real shit, bro. He was one of the people that I honestly really wanted to meet too. Like I fucking copied his workouts back in the day. I did that like the one where he was in the cable and he had like the fucking close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I learned that shit from him. That's like the token aesthetics move. Yeah, like I fucking, dude, he, like it was just cool shit. And it was like, got me into fitness. Like I didn't really have many people that I followed early on. Like I watched the Arnold video that was the, what's that video called? Blueprint of bodybuilding. Like that's what really got me into like learning what a split was and all that other shit. And then working out with my brother too. Like we worked out pretty early on, but like the main, like whenever I started working out, Dude, me and my friend Ryan would go at like 4.30 in the morning. I would go pick him up because I had my car at the time. Is whenever I turned 16. And we would go to the workout anytime. Go work out. Fucking take showers in there at 6 in the morning. Go get a hash brown and a water cup at McDonald's. And then right to school. Like it was the grind, bro. And that's what I like. Lifting was the grind. And that's ties into something that I actually wanted to talk about was like social media. And like how you see so many people now. They're like... How do I get a sponsorship? Like, how do I get a sponsor to this company? I wasn't even thinking about that when I was working out. It was literally like, I need to better myself. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much of that missing now today. Like these kids that do content and they're fucking irritable. And they, they're they the people that comment on my posts. Like, you're queer, all that other shit. They're the people that have like the smaller lifting accounts. And they're like fucking posting, you know, whatever's the hottest thing right now. Like, focus on loving the process of it focus on the journey focus on like learning to love yourself because if you come up with it irritable you're gonna look at other people and be like fuck that dude for looking better than me fuck that dude because he's got like you know this amount of followers and it looks like you truly look at the world differently like when i was posting it was never about fitness i just posted like i got tiktok around quarantine and i was posting like january 2020 and it was just posting what i thought was funny and it was just like me and my personality And then I almost felt like forced to do fitness when I had that original blow up. And I've had the most success now whenever I've just been myself. And people don't understand that. Being yourself is so much better than trying to play a role in a character. And it's so much more. So much better, dude. I just had a podcast with um, Domizetti, bro science, Um, Mike. And Mike had a huge identity crisis. Same thing. After playing that same character for so long, he just, I think he felt a sense of emptiness and like that, probably like a sense of honestly, probably not being seen. Yeah. Because then you're in public and people are like, do the thing. Just not fulfill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People would literally be like, dude, 
like like uh my friend benji that i was i don't know if you know my friend benji who was at the young lady gym with me literally like he met mike and didn't realize it was him he thought it was like his brother or something just because he literally couldn't even tell dude what the fuck that's what's great like dude whenever i'm in public i get recognized like crazy now like when i'm in public bro it's instantly bosh like it's and it's just because it's like i've kind of escaped just doing fitness and i don't do like one thing like i'll post something fitness but then like today i've posted uh, a video of me taking 300 milligrams <laughs> and then um jesus I, christ dude, that's <laughs> crazy are you, that was, are you serious yeah it was right before the foot that was what like, I was talking you, like about. you smoked it or you ate no it? i ate it it was just jesus like it was two christ. drinks and then 100 milligrams yo shout out max taylor he left edibles at gabe douche's house and i fucking took them ho he was like yeah you can have them i was like fuck the whole it, thing yeah Smooth little hundred milli. And then the two drinks. Sip Elixirs actually oh hit me up God. after I made a video on them too because I posted something the night before and it was like, I think I said a hundred milligram mini shield or some shit like that. How did you put, feel on 300? I was pretty high, but like I was, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, like I, I'm so used to it now. Like I was in the airport and whenever the flight got delayed, like I got like a little spike of anxiety and that was it. I was like, oh, am I going to be too high? And then I was like, I'm fucking tripping. Because like then people were talking about like the the shooting in Vegas was like what was happening and why my flight was delayed and then people started talking about it I was like oh shit am I gonna fucking I was like people oh are shit that's out. scary yeah. That'd be- I know but then I like I was like I'm really good at just like not psyching myself out anymore because I just know that I'm gonna be fine like I've taken 750 milligrams before and I was I was high for like a day but I was chilling. I did it for a company. They sent me out a product. Like, that's why I mainly post about it too, bro. Like, I love posting about it because it's obviously, like, open about it. But, like, dude, these companies just send me shit. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll take your edibles. And every single time they send me out shit, they'll ask me for a video. And then they'll give me, like, these requirements and everything. I'm like, hey, just watch. And I'm like, I'll do my shit. This one company named Melee Dose sent me out some shit. And it was like, I think it was like a set, like that 750 milligram container. And I just took the whole thing for the video. And then the ad for the video was just like, me being like so this is what happened i was like they told me to do this shit and i was like fuck that i'm just gonna take the whole fucking thing and then i was like this is what happened it was like a four second clip of me crying laughing at a fucking instagram video that i saw it was like the first thing that popped up on my reels and i geeked out so hard i had to go to bed i was fucked up but then i woke up the next morning and i was still like oh how do you feel in the morning after smoking so much sometimes you're a little lethargic but most of the time i don't feel anything like I would say that I feel like feel like hung over high probably like once every okay. like two weeks. And that's, that's like sick. because I would plan to blow down some nights and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna Do you feel like uh smoking too much ever gives you E D or like makes you like It's honestly not lose anymore. Your, not because, anymore. Yeah, I used to base like everything like smoking on eating and everything, but once you like stop doing that in Oh a sense, eating, like, eating. Yeah. Oh, you're saying eating or ED? I said ED. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like oh. I had, like back then, it was like I had to smoke to eat. No, no, like erectile dysfunction. Oh, that ED. Shit, I don't know. No, I'm pretty fucking fine. Whatever, I'm doing my shit. I think I'm pretty good. I've never experienced no problems or anything. <laughs> oh, shit, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> that's also because I'm 20, so I'm like at the peak of my fucking yeah. like powers right now. I am also one of the guys that does, I do, I do increase in prolactin whenever I smoke. So, uh, it sucks. It's like my, my fucking right nipple feels a little sensitive. Really? Yeah. Like my prolactin increases. My nipples actually feel more sensitive and then I just fucking feel a lot lazier. That's crazy. I'm like, you know, when you like, if you, uh, 
I don't know if you took a little bit of Adderall or if you like drink a bunch of caffeine, you're more horny. Right? Yeah, I yeah, know. I exactly. definitely. It, the opposite happens for me. That's crazy. It kind of sucks. What the fuck, bro? Man, dude. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't even know what that like experience is in a sense. Because like when I smoke, dude, like I can, if I wanted to, I finish that whole like little container of them right there. I just like, I have to stop myself for my own health. Like That's I'm not high anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, I'm already chilling. Damn, bro. I'm high as hell right now. <laughs> I say, the people tell me that they're like, you need to slow down. Like, dude, I do slow down. Like, That's this is crazy. me slowing down right now, not lighting up another one. Damn. But for eating, though, when you got high when you ate, you had to you had to get high to eat. Mm-hmm. But wait, how cool. does that relate with your whole, like, the fact that you were overweight when you were younger? I've been smoking like, for the same, basically, uh, when did I start? freshman year so it's been five and a half years now and they all correlated so like i would the munchies really like fucked me up back in the day oh so the the munchies is what got you to that 217 yeah it started the ed for me but you've always been overweight since you were a kid though Mm -hmm. and that was just because like what i had options for food like my family again they didn't really know what dieting was right all i had surrounding me was junk food so when you started eating how much did you gain from the weed so i let me think because i was really good at working like i got to a really consistent point of working out my junior year and i was like 215 220 and i looked pretty good like i was still fat because i was eating like shit but i looked like like i worked out like i had shoulder caps a little bit the okay. bicep peak was starting to how form. old were you when you started lifting i think 14 i started in eight like whenever i did the, nice dude yeah so I'm, I'm pretty lucky like it was like machines and shit like yeah. that's all i was allowed to at this rec center that i went to and then i stopped my entire freshman year got back into a sophomore year and then that's whenever i was like i would have like i think the longest time that i took out was like a two-month period and then like that senior year period that was like okay. three months and that was really it so that's i pretty sick. much been consistent since then i started when i was 12 so i should be a lot bigger and more jacked now but nah you're fucking yoked bro if you gotta <laughs> see this dude in real life bro it's fucking nuts <laughs> thanks dude i thanks, get dude. like like think about it. i have to be fucking like little to look lean and i still have like a stomach pouch like i'm fucking with the weight loss and everything dude you were fucking 270 pounds yeah eventually i'm gonna fill it in bro like i'm fucking getting to that point how tall are you five ten i say like five nine and three quarters or something five nine like three quarters yeah damn five nine and 270 that's crazy bro no, i know that's i was crazy. fucking huge and that's what i'm saying but luckily i was working out for three years at that point because yeah. it really wasn't like that bad mm-hmm. like my legs were lean i don't really hold fat in my legs i have fucking my calves are insane dude my calves I have the same thing that's weird yeah we, we both have that fucking pear body shape mm-hmm. like when i'm like right now i'm on a bulk and it all sits right here here and then here you know what we should just get should just get some liposuction. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, bro. We can still eat, get liposuction. Bro, I'm gonna start wearing a waist trainer in this motherfucker, bro. If you all really think that I'm gay right now, bro, we should, we should I, do sweet sweat. <laughs> if I start walking into the gym with a corset, y'all gonna fucking eat it alive, bro. That'd be some good content, bro. Sometimes I'd be using like the Grande Lash, bro. I put that shit on my eyeballs one time, like for a video, and it was like a sped up video, and it had like fucking one hundred fifty thousand likes on Instagram, and it was every single dude in the planet calling me gay. Like, <laughs> and, and people were like, because they were like, "You're fucking putting makeup on, you pussy ass liberal," and all this other shit. And then like the women were like, "It's Grande Lash," and that's like where most of the women following came because like after I started oh, posting about that, 
that, way. bro. From, Are you doing the lashes? Yes, dude. That's like, sick. I have, dude, and, I have and now they women, love you, bro. Dude, I have women oh that my ask God. me for my lash routine. Like, fucking people in the fitness industry have been like, yo, what do you do for your lashes? And I'm like, That's I got sick. you. John Jones, bro. I told that motherfucker about that shit, too, when I met him at the block party because I was you talking know what, to him. You know what you need to do, right? You need to fucking create a makeup company. Bro, <laughs> you oh need to create God, a makeup dude. company, bro. That would be so fucking fire, bro, because then that would really, that would get on their fucking nerves, bro. Social media head of the uh, <laughs> makeup and beauty Dude, industry. That's so yeah. Like when I met John Jones at the block party, he like I recorded a video for this dude asking him questions, and I handed this camera back to him, and John looked at me and he was like. Yeah, why is this motherfucker beautiful? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no fucking way, John Jones. I was like, I never had to listen to a woman again. Never. This man called me beautiful, and then he started asking me. He was like, "What do you do?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I just be with castor oil on my eyelashes." So he was like, "What's Judge, that?" I was like, "It helps." John me. Jones, no my boy. It was cr- and like I thought about it. Like that's what really made me realize. I was like, "We're really awesome fucking human beings." He was so nice, bro. He was so genuine. That's cool. But like you know that he could like in that's a cool fucking switch. Like if he yeah. just wanted to, just. <laughs> And just crush my Bro, head. Seriously, I was listening to um one of Aubrey Marcus's recent podcasts. I don't know if you know who Aubrey Marcus is. Mm-hmm. If you think about like every, you know how like the podcaster for like spirituality, that would be Aubrey Marcus. Mm-hmm. And so he was speaking with his buddy Jake Paul. Yeah. And um, I never fucking would have imagined what Jake Paul really is like. Never, mm-hmm. especially from like all their old YouTube videos. Never really followed their content, but dude is a real ass motherfucker. Yeah. And he is a deep fucking dude. Bro, think, he was like one of the most hated people on the internet. Like, think about he what and Logan, that, yeah. Yeah, think about what that does to a human being, bro. Like, obviously people say, oh, I don't care about, like, what people say. But I kind of feel, like, the negativity of it. Like, because then you're like, damn, this person, like, I'm actually affecting their life in some negative way for some reason. Right. And that, that negativity gets to you. Not the comment He itself. turned a new leaf, though. And he was saying a lot of things that really resonated with me that... Maybe, I don't know if you'd feel right now because you're kind of enjoying LA and we are around some cool people, at least. Um, I think you've found like a lot of cool people around the in the fitness industry. I don't really hang out with people in the fitness industry that much, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but what is it? Um, he was talking about the darkness in LA and how just just so much of it is is built on this you're a tool it's almost like when you become that and you start growing and you know becoming prominent it's like people want that and they want a part of that well well everything everything is just in the place where people are playing the game it's all it's all fake people are literally just trying to put on that face Mm -hmm. so they can gain more and everyone's playing a game and like he was saying, when you have, when you put like kids and give them 10 million followers, then $10 million, and you put them all in the same city and just leave them to do whatever. He says, that's, that's, that's what came out. And, um, it just leads to a lot of darkness and mm-hmm. it's really cool because he was talking about how, like he just, um, how he felt through that none of it was a good feeling ever so much that he really just the biggest reason for his transition and everything into fighting is because he uh he just wanted to go back to like a quote unquote in his own words a blue collar job just be around cool good people have a family work hard um prove 
what he wants to himself as a fighter. And it's literally all he wanted to do. He just wanted to go be away from all the fucking numbers and fake shit and um, darkness and partying and drugs in L.A. So I thought that was really cool of him to, to say. I think it's good because, I mean, again, for a lot of people like me, whenever I was growing up, that's the lifestyle that I wanted. I saw it and I was like, that's so sick. Like, that'd be so cool if you could just, like, live by your friends, fucking. Like, we would always talk about it. And then now that we've grown and social media has been around for so long and people have experienced what social media does to people, it's truly eye-opening. And it should open a lot of eyes to people that want to do social media because you realize, like, this this is your life in a sense. Like, some people do get forgotten, but, mm-hmm. like, this is what it is now. Like you're seen and you're known and people care about you and they're going to rock with you or they're going to not rock with you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, fuck. I really just think that There's so many other positions and other things that you can be doing out there that are so much more difficult. But um, in the end, even though I'm so grateful to be where I am, to have the ability to pursue everything that I want, like my biggest enjoyment and hobby in this world, it's like the most psychologically the most psychologically difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life for a fact is dealing with anything related to social media. In fact, sometimes I really wish that I could literally just not be on it at all. So most of the time I just like fucking look cross-eyed at the phone just so I don't have to see it straight to see what's on my phone as I go on social media to post. And then I try to swipe off it as fast as possible. And I will tell you at least 58% of the time, something on like the explore page or whatever, catches my attention before I can do it. And I get stuck there for a little it's like I dude, go down a hole. There's such like a or what is it called content consumption addiction today. Like I'm the same way. Like I get on the phone like the second that I wake up, and that's my job. And it's like I've been taught like you already know that there's so many studies where it's like if you were not on your phone for 30 minutes in the first part of your day, go outside, you know, go on a walk, you'll be so much better as a person. Like your cortisol will be so much lower. All these other things, and it's like I fucking have basically gotten into the mode where it's like i have to be on the phone because i we've talked about it before like the reason that i really started blowing up was uh the whole like me posting like crazy consistent like we're eight to ten times a day every single day for like seven to eight months like instagram reels tiktok everything and it truly does like when i got to houston and prep was over and everything already happened it was like now what Cause now it was like, I don't have anything to look forward to. I have, you know, people that follow me and it's like, how am I going to, you know, keep this going? And you get stuck in this like crazy mental space of like, I have to stay relevant. You have to, that's the scariest thing. You feel like everything that you have that you're built on, especially if you have no backup plan, which nobody hardly ever does Mm -hmm. is fucking all predisposed and all dependent on those numbers you see on the page. Yeah that you probably see are going down because mm-hmm. you want to be more than the number, but the number is so prominent. The number yeah. is the first, like when you click on your account and you click on your profile, you can't help but see it. Yeah. You can't. And if you're, it's going down, it's going to fuck you up. 
going up dopamine yep exactly it's, it's like a drug bro it's almost like a drug because like that ninety thousand followers that i got in the past week and a half like that was a pretty good week and then it's obviously slowed down since then and like you notice it like i went from 310 to 309 probably because it was like happening so mm -hmm. fast so like but like i looked at it i was like whoa and then i was like i need to get out of that fucking like just stop it's not that important like and again we're just human beings and it's that number two does so much to people that are in society because then they look at you like you're more than them and i hate that because i mean yeah with like you know the position that i'm in like we have a blessing as a job but i'm still that fat motherfucker that i was before like i'm i haven't changed as a human being like my maturity has obviously increased like i've experienced life more but like I'm still the same kid that I was. Mm -hmm. I'm just like trying to figure it out. I mean, not everybody does. Not everybody mm -hmm. does. But um, I think the the scary part is when someone who does have a lot of followers thinks they're more than somebody. Mm -hmm. I've seen people that happens it. all the time. Yeah, I've seen people use it for disgusting things, bro. Like especially now that I've been hanging out with a lot of more people in like just you know the whole social media realm and everything you realize like there's people that truly think this shit matters like it could all go away tomorrow like yeah i would still get recognized by some people because i fucking got the piercings and i look like a woman but like it could all go away tomorrow and all of us would be forgotten in a sense so it's like how do you make the impact past that that's what i'm looking for like i want to i want to make something for myself so social media is one thing, but eventually it's not going to be something for me. And I have, I've realized that. So it's like, how do you set up for the future? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of what I'm in right now. The hardest anxiety that we go through yeah. is literally just trying to figure it out. It's the hardest part for sure. But it's not like things change constantly. Like contracts mm -hmm. change, fucking your team changes, business will change. Like what you're doing, like, like TikTok shop has completely flip-flopped the entire fitness industry in a sense it's like whoever's performing well on tiktok shop is performing well as a company so it's like whoever's in it is getting it whoever's not is not you have to adapt you have to change and if you're not doing that then you get left in the dust and that's what really sucks and that's why it's constantly on your mind like when your content's not doing good you're like fuck am i not you know am i not doing enough am i not doing this am i not doing that and you get so stuck in your head and it fucking sucks, bro. It truly does. Because again, I'm just, I'm a dude, bro. We're just like anyone else. It was just the fact that we got blessed with an opportunity that many people have had or many people will never have. I think we just need to focus on, um, just focus on our mission. Yeah. And it'll be okay. You know, everybody here like who's doing this is trying to figure out what to do with it later mm -hmm. because none of it is, is, you know, granted. But same thing with any any other normal job, though, you know, yeah. just the ratio or the just the risk is different. The risk level yeah. um, for social media can be higher depending on how well you're doing. But if we just figure out like where we want to put our energy, honestly, making your own brand, making your own business and then putting your motto or whatever your life purpose is behind that, whether or not it's to help other people is going to just propel us where we want to go because looking at the numbers and trying to hack the algorithm is the last thing that's going to help us because mm -hmm. you can get picked like i'm telling you random people blow up out of nowhere now like i don't know if you know who uh soren is 
but mm. he went from like literally a thousand followers to probably like I think he's almost at three hundred thousand now in the span of like two or three weeks. Crazy. Like it can happen out of nowhere to anybody for any reason. Especially so, now that TikTok's around. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's honestly like, bro, Instagram is kind of becoming like the app to get on. I know so You mean many, for reels? Yeah. I know so many more people that have such a bigger following on Instagram than they do on TikTok. Like I established myself on TikTok and I talk to my friend Tony about this all the time because he's got like 3.8 million on TikTok and like yeah. 930,000 on Instagram now. And he's like, dude, Instagram, like you get what you deserve on there for your content. Cause I'll post something on TikTok that'll do like 2000 views. And then on Instagram it'll have like fucking 4.5 million. And I'm like, it was a good video. And then it was like, it didn't get pushed out to anybody. But then something on TikTok, like I posted something the other day that was just like clips of me like talking in the gym. The way that I see, well, from what I've seen with TikTok, it's like if you blow up, you blow up massive. But most of the time you don't. Mm -hmm. Instagram gives the opportunity more often. Yeah. But it's just sometimes it's not as drastic. Mm -hmm. Like this summer, I went from 130,000 to 450,000 on TikTok like that fast and then like when the show happened and everything like every video that i was posting was getting over like at the lowest two hundred thousand views and then it all out of nowhere just instagram has just been consistent like it's so weird it's such like if you're really trying to grow instagram is where it's at right now that and then i've seen people like my friend glaze he has like fucking four hundred thousand subscribers now on youtube and he's fucking 19 years old and then his Instagram has like 120K. But like his shorts do so much better than his reels. Hmm. It's fucking nuts. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we should all just like, you know, put our focus and whatever in literally every platform. If you've had the ability and you want to you create something, then put out your work and your art on every single platform. Mm -hmm. Every time. Yeah, I struggle with that too. Let's move on to these questions because we're way out of time. <laughs> And you have like fucking a hundred fucking questions, bro. Oh shit, I'm gonna bang them out then. I don't think this is gonna be possible. No, we're gonna fucking Yeah, we're gonna have to skip some of these, but <laughs> I wanna know these because I'm curious too. I want I wanna hear the answer to these two. So Hong Kong asks, how does Kush affect the workouts? Any benefits? Kind of just for me, again, different things for different people. For me, it feels like there's just like little people working on my muscles. Like I feel so much better. I can feel the contraction. I feel like I'm balanced. When I'm not working, I'd notice a difference whenever I'm not working out before or smoking before working out. Like it just kind of mm -hmm. makes me more chemically sound in a sense. Like I know where I'm at in space. Mm -hmm. And it mellows me out too. There's a lot of cardiovascular benefits to it. Um, Calvin asks cardio and wait. He said cardio and cycle for fat recomp. But from my knowledge, you're not cycling nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I was going to say, I'm fucking terrified of needles, dude. And plus, too, <laughs> if I fucking pull this up right now, like, if I was on a cycle, bro, I'm on some shitty ass. <laughs> I'm on some bullshit right now, bro. <laughs> it ain't fucking working. Do you do cardio? Yeah. Uh, right now, I've kind of been slacking just because of the travel, but I try to get at least like 30 minutes in a day right now for bulking because I don't want to do too much. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, let's see. There's some deeper ones here. Oh. Well, I'll do, I'll do Nate asks, how did you come up with the uh, large Baj pose? <laughs> My bicep looked good. Like I kind of back then, dude, I've been taking progress pictures for so long. So it's kind of like you can see the evolution of me learning how to pose with my phone in the hand. 
And I kind of just like eventually like became good with it. And like, I was like, Ooh, shit. Like that looks, that looks pretty <laughs> Bro, cool. That's how we've all gotten good at our favorite yeah. poses. Dude, you'd like to look at me. Mm-hmm. Like, and you keep fuck. doing it over and this over and over good. again. If you got it, like, especially when you're bulked up, bro, people stop flexing sometimes when they're bulked up. Like you got to keep practicing that same pose. Cause when you're cut, that shit is going to feel so much better, bro. And you're going to feel every single muscle pulling itself. This is facts, but I'm one of those people. Bro, I'm telling like I, so I get so fucking like I'm terrified of like taking my shirt off and shit. And I realize I'm like I have to fucking do this for myself. Like I have to fucking <laughs> for the videos, man. Chris Bravak asks, "Is taking gear in mind for the future?" No, because I don't really give a fuck about bodybuilding in that aspect, and I care about my health and everything. And I've already gone through. I mean, a drastic weight loss. My family already yeah, deals with high blood pressure. Like I don't know what's really going on in my body. So your brand is not. Like your brand is not. Yeah. I was gonna say, like I'm it's so not. far away from fitness. I, yeah, yeah, you're so far away from it for sure. Mm-hmm. You're doing fucking great doing what you're doing right now, and you're still, in fact, not you're still. You were hella motivated the hell out of a lot of people. Thank you, man. Fernie Green asks, best way to hide slash get rid of stretch marks. I hate mine. Eventually, they just fade. Like for me, I still have them. I don't know if the cameras would be able to pick them up, but like they kind of just like fade to white and like a l- very light purple. They're not gonna go away ever. I still have the ones on my stomach. I mean, there's shit yeah. called bio oil that I've used before, and I don't really know if it worked or not because it kind of just still looked the same, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be there forever. And two, like, it's so normalized now, like, stretch marks. Don't hate yours. They're fucking tiger stripes. They're sick mm-hmm. as fuck. My brother used I mean, to post about them all the time. He had a fucking fitness account when he was 16 years old, too. He was the reason that I really wanted to do this shit, too. And he posted about it, and he was like, lol, the fucking, it was like the same shit, like the tiger marks. And he used to, like, love his stretch marks, bro. So it was a reason that I really didn't give a fuck about him. I used to like, I have Snapchat, like, honestly, I'll show you after this shit, bro. I have like Snapchat memories where I was like, finally, the stretch marks I've been grinding for on my chest. Wait, like, is I that, was, is that one reason why you like started doing fitness and everything? Mm-hmm. Cause your brother. Yeah, true. Like he was, he was fucking powerlifting and shit and he played baseball. He was benching like 315 at 16, 17 years old. Like there's Jeez. his fucking, if you guys ever want to look up his account, I'm on a shameless link plug because he's already obviously not going to post on there. Um, low shreds. But if you go on there and like there's I want to fucking see it. I was going to say he was 16 in all those videos and he was like fucking ginormous, bro. Like that's like the man that I was fucking anytime I got into a fight or argument. That's who I was going against when I was like 14 years old. How did you spell his name? Uh, L-O and then S-H-R-E-D-Z. Okay. He should have like 300 followers or something. What the hell? And it says he's 16 years old in the bio. The L O S H R E E D Z. Yeah, is that on TikTok or Instagram? Uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say TikTok wasn't a thing whenever he was doing it because right now he'd be what twenty two. Wait, uh, the one with three hundred. Yeah, his name is Logan Smith. Holy shit, dude! That's him when he was sixteen. He's big as fuck. Yeah. Wait, with brown hair. Mm Mm-hmm. He's big as fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, that's everything that I wanted to be. But at the same time, like, with the little brother, older brother shit, I was like, fuck you. But I wanted to be so strong because, like, he had the bench set up in the garage. And I remember going in there one time. And, like, that's whenever I put 85 on the bar and fucking figured out that that was my max at, like, 200 fucking pounds. And I was like, damn, that is kind of... (laughs) Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. But he was, like, the whole reason that I was truly, like, 
because he was fine with posting about it like all the progress pictures that i've taken and the shit that i use for my videos mm-hmm. and all that shit like i would post those on my snapchat story i didn't give a fuck i was getting made fun of but i didn't really give a fuck i was like chest days like fucking and i would just like post and i was fat as fuck had no muscle but it was just like i was trying to emulate him hmm. and it's still with me today like i still because i would send them to him as well and now i no longer like have that so i kind of use my story and my accounts as like the replacement to sending him the progress pictures because i mean i would post them to my story but i would always send them to him first and be like good shit so Shout out to him because he's the one that really like made me want to do this shit. Um, Desmond G just asks, how many inches did he grow from the weight loss in parentheses? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's a real thing. When you lose weight, uh, there's going to be fat around your dick. <laughs> I, uh, I dude. I mean, it's the, the, the thing that everyone says is that it's like an inch is it's your, your dick doesn't grow. Like your dick itself is not growing the skin around it. You're losing the fat around that area. So they say it's every 35 pounds, you gain an inch and I lost 110 pounds. So if you do the conversions on that, and it is the truth because if you really do lose fat and you're not just start, like I did starve myself. So, you know, it took the actual fat loss afterwards. It's the truth because I have a V line now. I didn't have it like, bro, whenever I was fat, it was like fucking boom. And then there was like a pouch right here and it was like fucking jello. I know I had that too. Yeah. And now it's like fucking rock hard and it's a damn V line. So if you think about that, all that's going to be around your dick. So if that's any motivation to lose weight, <laughs> dude, I was talking to this genius kid yesterday. Um, fucking genius kid, like started multiple companies and he's not even 30 yet. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about how he uh, he actually had this thing with a guy. I can't remember what they were selling. Um, uh, oh fuck! If it was like really related to Cialis, but basically he has a um, penis enlargement program, and it's it's the it's actually not fucking cap like the rest of penis enlargement shit is, which are totally hang it linked up with that dude. <laughs> yeah, this this guy literally he has all these exercises for you to do penis. penis oh, enlargement. is it the Kegel exercises? No, no, shit? no, not the Kegel exercise. Like it's actual exercises with your dick. Like you actually have to stretch it out <laughs> because it stretches the fascia, and then you can also push it down with different exercises that will also help with the girth, which is a little bit harder than actually stretching. But it's actual like fucking penis exercises that you're actually like just. Sh- like there's like a, I think it's like the fascia and then there's also a ligament in there or something that's what holding it but when you stretch it out over time it's temporary for a little bit but you do it over like the course of maybe some years or so yeah. like a year or two years or something and the changes become permanent you can literally like that. this kid actually grew his dick literally three inches and his girlfriend actually told him to like stop doing it and he's like he's like no <laughs> He's like, no he's like, I've been at, he, dude, he, yeah, he said he was like at five and a half inches before and now he's at, now he's not, um, he said Bro, the, the highest he's ever gone was nine <sighs> inches, which is, he said like, you, you should not go ever any longer than that because he said, <laughs> apparently, I guess, I don't know if this is true, but he said 
Because I thought there were like fucking dicks that were a foot long, but he yeah. said like that one big black dude's dick on porn, mm-hmm. whatever it, oh, it in fake. porn, like the biggest one ever. Yeah. Like it's his girth that's so massive and the angles, but it's actually like nine and a half or something inches long, yeah. like 10 inches long or something. So <laughs> you don't ever really actually want to go before that because at that point you're literally exactly just like, are you going to pass you're, out you're from a boner, stabbing, bro? No you're, you're literally stabbing it. it through them at the point, <laughs> which isn't, some girls don't like. Oh, so, yeah. I mean... It's crazy, but there's a fucking, fucking exercise for that shit. Dude, what All right, the that fuck? was the... Sorry about that. Anyways, we got like a minute left. So um, Eli, Eli asks, Baj, have you ever been affected by disordered eating and did you do therapy or fix it yourself? Yeah, so obviously binge eating disorder and then I also starved myself and I had to get myself out of both of those. Obviously the binge eating, I had more of like a motivation towards it. And then the uh, starvation, I just had to train myself like and tell myself that food was good and it wasn't going to hurt me. Like it's a really big mentality switch because it's all mentality, really. You're telling yourself not to eat. So it's really just like telling yourself like the food is good. The food is going to help me. And that's what really helped me. Nice, nice, nice. Who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Joss asks. Bro, fucking Michelangelo, bro. Nice. He's funny. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I kind of emulated that with the fat shit, so. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, all right, whatever. Um, we're out of time, but I have one question I ask everybody at the end of every podcast, and if you were to die tomorrow and you had one message you could broadcast to the entire world, what would that be? <sighs> Don't let your past dictate your future. You can always make it no matter what. Yeah. Like, again, if you really truly believe in yourself, not shit's going to matter because you can change as a person. Like I've completely, my brain chemistry has changed as a person. So don't let that shit bring you down and let it basically control your life. Like you can move past things. I'm not the fat kid that I was anymore. I'm not the person who I was anymore. So. So it was, don't let your past dictate your future. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Thanks, bro. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, bro. For real. It's a blessing. Where can everybody find you? Instagram, TikTok. I'm trying to post YouTube now, but that's pretty much like the main shit. I have like the auto post on Facebook, but bro, I'm pretty sure I have like eight followers on there, so I don't even <laughs> think about Facebook. But yeah, Instagram. But you're following me on TikTok and Instagram? I think it's 458K, and then Instagram, I'm at 309,000 now. Nice, nice. Awesome. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. Follow Large Baj. Wait, what's your whole full real name again? Colin Smith. Colin Smith. Let's yes, go, sir. baby. Colin. White dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please rate us a five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel because it helps me get bigger and better guests like Baj. So that would be the way the, to fucking help us get that. And also, if you'd like to support us, code uh, Nile and Baj for Young LA and then Nile for Huge Helps. So thanks, Ken. Thanks for watching again. I love you guys and we wouldn't be here without you. So you already know. Peace the fuck out. Peace, homies.